Hey everybody, welcome back to the producers. We got John Baptiste, John Baptiste, John Baptiste. Don't call him JB. Fuck. Oh Jesus, you have to listen to get that joke. Um, I so at the end of this episode, we uh, we both have to use the restroom. He went, I didn't. We talked for about twenty minutes afterwards about some stuff, and I saw the pee. So I'm doing this intro with a full bladder. Uh, you're welcome. That's not TMI, is it? Um, ha. <laughs> Uh, plugs. John Baptiste, first of all, he's fucking, he was a great fucking guest. I'm so happy to get him in. Um, and I just hope that, uh, we did him justice. Uh, here are the plugs for the guest. Uh, his Instagram, uh, he said it like a, a yawn way. I can't, he, that, that, come on, that's not a word. A-E-O-N-Y-A-H-W-E-H. Um, it's in the description. Um, Here's another website. Uh, it's the same thing I just spelled. com. A e o n y a h, Yahweh, W e h, Aonway, Aonyaway. Fuck. Yeah, I'm on my way. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and then his band, uh, pissing uh, hyphen contest, pissing co- pissing contest, pissing hyphen contest. Dot bandcamp. com. All these links are in the description. Go check out. Um, I haven't yet, but I definitely w- intend to. Uh, I think that's what I can commit to. Um, yeah, John Baptiste is great. He's in a punk band, hardcore band. Uh, so fucking go support this fucking show. Um, other plugs, typical coalition, rvacomedy.com, at rvacomedy on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mostly Instagram, they post pictures of the shows that you should be fucking going to, and they have classes starting probably um, in the new year. Um, oh, fucking, I just realized I haven't... Um, okay, so this is coming out Wednesday the uh, the 8th. Uh, I'm doing a set at the lab the next day, the, the Wednesday the 9th, or Thursday the 9th. Um, lab set. I don't know who's going to be there with me, but uh, I'm going to be on the stage, uh, saying some saying some impro- improv- improvised uh, comedy things. Hopefully, hopefully it goes well. Um, and then the following Monday, so that would be the uh, 13th, we're doing our class showcase. Um, there are class showcases all that week. Uh, you should go and see mine specifically if you're in the Richmond area. Uh, it's at eight o'clock on uh, Monday, the uh, 13th. Um, and then uh, Tom's mix is still out and amazing. He's he's incredible, and he's putting out more mashups. So go fucking check that out. Um, he, DJ Skinoy is his YouTube name. The link is uh, in the description to his mix, which is the link to his channel. And then go check out uh, Designs by Bros Etsy store. My friend Mike uh, is fucking incredible. I'm trying to work on getting the option for him to. So producers themed gear, um, all profits proceeds would go to him. Uh, I don't want to see a goddamn dime. I just want to um, fucking plug his shit because he's he's incredible. All, all, everyone I mentioned on the show is incredible. Also uh, Jake Bathman because he deserves a shout out for being incredible. Although for this episode he probably won't do anything, um, but I still love him very much and his episode was great and it deserves more than nine downloads. Did I say that? Whoops. Uh, you can contact the show at producerscast on social media, producerscast at gmail.com and producerscast.com. Um, send us an email if you want. Uh, I don't care. Just send me an email. Sign me up for spam email. Fuck, dude. That thing is dead and it should not be. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all the plugs. Um, that's everything. I hope you guys have a great day and we're back. Uh, we took a week off, I guess. Um, shit. Uh, I don't know how to end things. Uh, hey, Tom. Um, why don't you put on some music, some something something nice, something uh, 
something sensual, some uh, some Barry Manilow or something uh, something sexy for uh, for the transition. I think you listen to the intros. I think you listen at least to the end. I know you listen to the beginning and the end of the episode. Now at this point I'm just dragging it on, um, and I uh, I shouldn't. So uh, let's uh, let's kind of like uh, let's play some let's play some sexy things. Just like an oven, I need some loving and baby. I can't hold it much longer. It's getting stronger and stronger. And when I get that feeling, I want sexual healing, sexual healing. Oh, baby, makes me feel so fine. Helps to me. Adjusted. Oh, um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, are we going to ask to use the restroom? No. If you do at any time, feel free, because everybody else does. Unprofessional. <laughs> I'll make sure that I tell every single person who has that you think that. So the best pizza in Richmond, on record right now is Christian's, but that is subject to change because before the best pizza was this Exxon station off of, uh, <clears throat> I think it's Glenside until it gets to Staples Mill. In between Broad and Staples Mill on Glenside, there was an Exxon station that had an Italian deli thing, whatever, in there, and they had amazing fucking pizza. Just perfect level of grease, cheese, uh, crust was great. Um, and then I started going there, and at first I was like, oh, it, you know, maybe it's a weird time, or like everything is old, they're not doing well today. And just like every time I went there, it was just crappier and crappier. And finally I was like, fuck this place, I'm never going back here. <laughs> By the way, this is a uh, a former resident of New York City. So, I trust the I trust the pizza the pizza knowledge. I do, even though uh, you did say a gas station. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you gotta explore. You gotta be open, especially like, you know, a kind of trashy food that's not that hard to make. Like, mm-hmm. it's really not that fucking hard. It's not. It's hard to do it well though. Yeah. Which is why. Which is why. That was one of my top two questions about anybody who is from up there or has that upbringing. I I, I fall into the latter because uh, luck, unluckiness. I grew up in southern Utah, not New Jersey. Um, I just, I I, I live one block from Belmont's. Yeah. And they're good. Are they the place that have the huge slices? (sighs) Yes. Two slices. I got. I ordered two slices and I got half a pizza. Yeah, uh, I got excited when I saw like 
I saw, I don't know if it was a review or their <clears> own <throat> description, but I got super excited. I went there, not impressed. I go there, I don't want to talk shit, because they're, <laughs> they're a business trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn, if I don't want to. Um, they're really close, and they're not that bad. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's the thing, like, it feels weird, because I'm not a snob about anything <laughs> except, like... I guess not even music, because um, like I've come to a place, you know, being turning into an old man where I accept more and more music, mm -hmm. um, which is usually the opposite track. Yeah, like I don't like more and more music, but I accept that, mm -hmm. like you know, this is decent or like you know this is a trend now or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put this because I like this the way I thought. It's well well made, well intended. Yeah, and they worked on it. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I've come around to doing. It's appreciating effort more than uh, what it sounds like sometimes. See, I'll do that for music, but not for food. No, not like, for food. food is the only gotta thing deliver. that I'm a snob about. Um, but, like, I don't, it, you know, it's not saying that I go to gourmet restaurants um, and I like, like, tiny, weird uh, portions of things that are, like... 75% aesthetic like I hate that shit I hate garnishes I hate like fucking weird drizzles like I can appreciate <laughs> it as an art piece like mm -hmm. if you're in a competition like fuck yeah you yeah. know you're on TV like Maybe. do all the drizzles and garnishes and whatever you want but like eating it has to taste good and like so many restaurants that I've gone to it's like chefs don't cook for themselves or just cook like um were you a big Simpsons fan? Unfortunately, I have bad taste. No, that's okay. <clears throat> I hate to admit, admit that. Can we, Tom, can we bleep that out? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a TV snob either. But uh, the uh, Italian, the cliche Italian chef from The Simpsons, like, is always shitting on his customers, and I feel like that's what chefs do. It's like these fucking assholes. They'll eat anything. Like, I don't need to fucking put salt and pepper on it. <laughs> And it's, like, so easy, like, learning how to cook for myself to just realize, like, you have to season the shit out of things. Mm -hmm. And everything is so bland. Mm -hmm. And, that, and like, even if you don't have the best, uh, whatever, cut of meat or the best, like, sources, like, of course you should try, you should strive to have the best resources. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you can make it up in spice. Like, Interesting. you know, like the movie Dune, like, fucking... <laughs> Or in prison. Who's dropping Dune references? <laughs> this is the show. <laughs> in prison, you know, like, people want fucking spice. Like, that's, that's all you need, really. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. The Can I get some Old Bay? Yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> it's funny because you mentioned, like, because you... <laughs> going back a couple paces, you're talking about, like, a fancy restaurant. I, I worked at one of those drizzle nonsense restaurants, yeah. and... <clears throat> I remember thinking like, oh, this is crap. This is come on, who who paid this? I whatever. And then I uh, actually went as a customer a couple of years later, and it was really good. The, I the, the, I think in, in obviously it's gonna vary wherever you go, but I felt like they 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 were able to take things that I didn't normally like on their own or would want to try, mm -hmm. and they mixed the flavors in a way that it was like. Even if I just don't know what it is and I just put it in my mouth, it's, you know, kicking my ass a little bit in the in the good way. Yeah. And, um, 
yeah, all the frou-frou is what it was what it is. But also to touch on a point, the head chef of that restaurant, which I won't name because I'm kind of talking shit on him a little bit, he never cooked. They had this. They had the chef's table that they, they you'd pay a lot of money. You'd sit in the kitchen and he would cook you a, you a meal. Yeah, like a eighteen course meal or whatever. Some stupid Damn. shit. It was. It, I was definitely exaggerating, but yeah, it was yeah. like it was a lot. There was a lot of food, and it was. But it was good. Yeah. And so every now and then he'd come in. That was the only time, though. Otherwise, he was like a manager or just like a... Just a, fa- a personality, really. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it was like... It's like a really big place. Yeah. I mean, most people don't know it, but it's like... I could name a couple of chefs who have worked there, and most people would know one or two of them. So... So you... Oh, that was a stupid transition. So you... <laughs> so, you so you cook? Uh, I cook <clears throat> for myself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, unprofessionally, um, like everything I do. Um, but yes, um, I hope that's a theme. It could be. Um, but anyway, like, uh, I, you know, I always made like bachelor food, whatever, and, uh, grew up, you know, me and my brother learned how to make pasta really early on because our mom worked all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh. When I started living on my own, I had to get creative, and I didn't have the money to eat out all the time, and I, I've i always had, like, a, you know, a thing against fast food and not liking any bit of it, you know, the quality or the practices or, you know, taking over the world, making everybody obese and all that. Uh, so I would get inventive, and then I just kind of plateaued at just being kind of inventive but not really understanding seasoning uh, until basically I met my wife and she's a really good cook Um, and she started teaching me you know like look you just get a fuckload of spices from like different countries like and you learn the core spices that you use to make this sort of dish so if you say I'm gonna make a Mediterranean dish I'm gonna make an Indian dish I'm gonna make a Hispanic dish, whatever, like, you just go through those spices and you taste as you go, and, like, you learn what certain spices add, and, yeah, it's just trial and error, just throwing shit at the wall until it sticks. So funny, because that sounds so simple, but I never put those things together to make that thought before. This is, this, this is why I do this show, really. I was, um, I was actually on your Facebook last night trying to find a picture for your, like, on the website, but you have a guest and you get my picture. And so then, of course, in your tagged photos was like your wife. Your wife seems cool as shit. She is. <laughs> Shout out to the wife. That's why I married her. <laughs> that, that's going to be... Um, that relationships and the topic of love. So <clears throat> I just keep wanting to like preface and then preface my preface and then preface my preface. Um, first, the first preface is, have you, have you listened to the show? I have. You have? Which one do you listen to? I listened to, uh, from what I could tell, the three episodes from the three people that I knew through our coalition Michael, class. Brittany, Patrick. Yes. You listened to three episodes? Yes. Whoa. 
I so I I'm of the I'm of the uh, opinion that no one listens to the show. Yes. Because it's two hours long. Yes. And there's really the content is kind of as you can tell loosey goosey. We talked yeah. about cooking for for about five minutes, yeah. which I love because it's it's my fucking show. I don't give a shit. I do it for me. Um, I my the prep the after. When I usually ask that question, the answer most common answer is no, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like I don't, I don't care. I just want to know. So yeah, that yeah, it makes yeah. it easy to talk about. Um, and then I was going to go into, um, I don't know, I, and I don't know what I talk about in any episode. I've learned that I do an episode and that I forget probably ninety percent of whatever we talked about. I remember like ten percent of important things, like Louie was in a band, and <clears throat> um, I did a stretch. Uh, of like four dudes who were all having the same problem that I was having. Yeah. Uh, with relationships and stuff. But the thing that I was, I'm probably going to repeat for anyone who's listening is this show is a copy of another show that I listened to, which was a copy of another show. Mm-hmm. Um, what the Fuck podcast mm-hmm. uh, inspired Pete Holmes. Do you know Pete Holmes? Is he the guy you made it weird? Yes. Yeah. That 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 That's that podcast, which is what I found and helped me through some really hard times. And that was what inspired me to do this show. Obviously, I wanted to put my own twist on it. So, <clears throat> But when you really break it down, I'm talking about the arts, talking about relationships. I don't get into religion as much because it doesn't really interest me. Damn it. I, we can. I did on episode three. Uh, episode, so episode one was just creativity. I didn't. I, I, my friend Tom was here. We, we did it. And then I didn't have anyone to interview for like a month. So I went to Charlotte to hang out with Tom. And he interviewed me. And then, which is something you normally say for like a way later yeah. episode, but I got it out of the way early. Um, it'll, it'll come back. I'm, I, don't, I don't have them. No one's going to go back and listen to old episodes for sure. But, um, and then episode three was when I started doing, I did my one-on-one and I asked people in my class to do it then. And so the first time I brought somebody in, we had blocked out two hours. Mm-hmm. And about the hour mark, we had done, we had finished. There was nothing <laughs> we could talk about with like creativity and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, well, what do you think about relationships? And, the, and uh, his, his name is Quentin. He's a great dude. He indulged me. We talked about that. We talked about religion, politics, and then other nonsense, whatever. And that was what kind of opened the format for me, which is kind of what I wanted. I wanted to watch it grow. So <clears throat> those things I talk about relationships. Okay. All of that to say that <laughs> I like to talk about relationships. Yeesh. Um, Yeah, like religion and politics, uh, besides, you know, the whole polite company bullshit, Mm -hmm. uh, I just feel like, you know, either you are passionate about those things or you're not. And I am, I mean, I am passionate in that I am disgusted by both general ideas um, but I don't, I feel like there's nothing for me to say that doesn't bore the shit out of me mm-hmm. on either religion or politics. Like, so. Yeah. I feel like, um, especially in the climate today, anybody who's put in any minimal amount of act of trying to, of going in without any biases, trying to find their version of the right answer has come out with the same thing. Like, let's all be good to each other. Yeah. Basically something yeah. to that effect. And I think there really doesn't, nothing else to say. You can talk about <clears throat> current events, but like my thing, especially again in this climate is, uh, I don't like that. And if I think about it, I get sad. Yes. So 
Let's just hope that uh, the people who are in charge of it uh, do what they need to do. Of course, vote. Everybody vote. It's very important. Um, but other than that, I, I choose to ignore because the day-to-day, -day, again, is very sad. And I want to uh, be happy and do fun things. Yeah. So, I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't, I don't like to ignore it. Like, I, I'm not in-depth, you know, like diving into it and <clears throat> going down rabbit holes on the web or whatever. Um, I like to know what's going on, but I don't feel like I am adept at discourse um, enough to bring anything new to a conversation or to convert anybody, you know, in either religion or politics. Like mm -hmm. if, you know, I'm next to somebody who has a gun to somebody else's head because they're trying to convince them of some kind of uh, policy or belief system, then I might feel inclined to give my two cents, but otherwise, like, there are people way better <coughs> at discussing these things um, than I am. That's, um, I think that's me. I don't know. So, one thing I notice that I do is I'll say something, like I just said, I ignore it. For the most part, I ignore it. I don't want to say ignore it. I'm not, like, I'm not hiding away from it. I just don't go and seek things out. Yeah. I don't know. No, I think I do. I think I'm just bad about it. I think it doesn't interest me. And, like, the only time I've ever been interested was for the primaries. Yeah. And then once the primaries were over, I knew which one I was going to vote for. Yeah, yeah. So there was no point in getting involved. I was like, I'm not, oh, I'm not going to be swayed. Like, yeah, are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah. So that's the only time I've ever been in, like, actually, like, I'm going to go read whatever the website is. I don't know. If I don't fucking know. CNN.com. <laughs> Fox News. Um... No, I, politics is just, there's no love in politics, so I don't, yeah. I don't really care. What I like to talk about, and you mentioned on our coffee walk, you were in a band. Yeah. I want to start off with what do you play? I play my voice. You're a singer? Yes. Do you, you, you don't play any instruments? I can play guitar, mm -hmm. uh, I can play rhythm guitar. And I've played the shit out of it badly since I was, like, 14, let's say. <clears throat> and I write the majority of our songs, at least the bare-bones stuff, on guitar. And then give it to my guitarist, who's amazing and can noodle the shit out of stuff. And What's the name of your band? Pissing Contest. We, um... I will collect your pl plugs. I should write this down because I always forget. Plugs and picture. Because um, I always forget to do that. Uh, that's I obviously I am a guitar player. I see that. I uh, I I'm I, I'm 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 looking at my guitars and I'm like so in love with the two that I have out right now. You have the, three out. Well, that one's not, not straight. That one's just a wall piece. <laughs> it's that, still a guitar. <clears throat> then I have one hanging uh, right outside my uh, my ninety five SG Special. I don't know anything about guitars. Oh, it's I just, love I love feeling them, playing them, touching them, all that stuff, the look of them. But like, I have mental blocks all over the place, and like brands of guitars, one of them. It's uh, black and it has pearl uh, pickguard. Nice and inlay. I like it's, that. It's pretty and light, and it cost me way under what it should have because cool. I got it on Craigslist. And I I love I just love I love I'm I'm in like the perfect place with the guitars. I got that one's pretty, and that one's really pretty, and then that one's pretty, and that one's tired. Yeah, please. Wait, oh, I've got, um, I've got a Kingston, I think it is, that's a lot like that one. Uh, uh, Semi-Hollow? Yes. 
I don't know if it's semi-hollow or full-hollow. But This is actually full-hollow. There's no, like, block in the middle. I had it. I got that on Craigslist for, like, 100 bucks. Yeah. And uh, it's, like, a late 60s guitar. Nice. It's really good. It's really, really nice. I am in love with everything about it, except it rattles a little bit, and one of the switches is a little loose. But other than that, I love it. I really like the the hollow never variation <clears throat> guitars because um, my main love and main songwriting tool is acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and it's it's like the best of both worlds because like electric guitar, like when I'm writing songs sometimes, because we play like punk and hardcore, play fast stuff, and that's harder to do on acoustic guitar. Uh, so, like, writing songs, I would try to write on an electric so I could get used to how much easier it is and how much electric guitar players are babies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. And that, the, the hollow body um, gives you, like, some fucking oh. resonance or yeah. some actual sound so you're not just playing into a void if you're not playing into an amp. And I couldn't always be playing into an amp because of living with different people, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, and then my solid body... That thing is incredible. Talking about the silver guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you leave, I want you to check that out. I would like to. It is, uh, you know, I can't, I have my neighbors, so, but, but in general, yeah, definitely. It's, um, oh my God. It's, it's a singer from Auto, one of my favorite singers, and so <clears throat> I bought that and the amp to like, so the reason I did the show and did the improv and stuff was I got out of this bad relationship and I was like, I need to engage my passions because I lost myself and I'm not a person. And so I became a person and I bought the amp on Craigslist and I bought the guitar used and uh, wanted to become a musician. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I guess it worked. And that's, uh, I, um, I don't like to wear the host hat often, but I feel like in this situation, I want to kind of do it. Okay. <clears throat> I've been, uh, trying to write songs and I say try because I'm not giving myself enough credit because I think all my songs are bad because I, I one of my favorite things to talk about is like uh, my taste in music is up here mm-hmm. um, and I'm not like saying like I'm the like everyone's like somewhere around here and then <laughs> what you can create is down here and you have to work to get to creating good stuff yeah would you agree with that I I would so the, I'm so I'm down here and I'm like I'm judging it against the good stuff yeah and like that's bad. give yeah giving I have to give myself the space to write cringy lyrics or have topics about whatever I don't but then I don't know I I go back and forth on the kind of like well, what am I, is what I'm writing bad and yeah like topics don't matter like mm-hmm. words uh, words and sonic <clears throat> like what pleases you sonically is what matter mm-hmm. really. And then also just not being boring. <laughs> Do you go lyrics or melody first? Uh, I, f- I think a lot of times I go lyrics first, but it's morphed into like I'll have a sentence, a phrase, or some little jumble of words that I, to pop into my head. And then from there, kind of immediately, I'll put like a melody on it. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like scat it to myself until I get home or I'll I'll make like a note on my phone, an audio note, or just write shit down so I don't forget. And I'll build around that. And uh, I'm not good at guitar, but I am good uh, at writing songs. 
Mm-hmm. And I think because I never got good at guitar, I am a better songwriter. Because, um, like, uh, my ultra-talented guitarist, um, he'll he'll be like, you know, that, that's really fucking weird that you did that, but it's really cool, and like, <laughs> now it's in my head, and I love playing that riff. And that's because, like... Uh, my guitarists and my bassists, like, they, they know, like, all the chords. They know, like, what chords are complementary. They know, like, fifths and sevenths and all that oh, weird shit that, that I have no too. idea about any of that stuff. And they know, like, when you play this chord, like, they know the song is in this key, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. They know, like, when you play these chords, like, these chords should go around those. And, like, this chord, like, the, the next chord has to be this. I have no fucking clue about that. That's one of my mental blocks, like, yep. I'm talking about. Same, same. And I just go with, like... All right, I put my fingers here, and I'm trying not to do a power chord, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the next one I do, I'm just going to go with what I feel like that should be, or I'm going to like force my hand to go into the melody that I want to sing, or complement the melody that I want to sing. And uh, success. I like the stuff that I do. I've gotten to a place where <coughs> I, th- I think that I'm a good songwriter. I'm not a complex songwriter like i'll never write classical music but i believe that i'm a good songwriter and that i make weird choices and i make catchy music interesting that's been so i called it my renaissance period um since then i've i've lyrically pinned out like seven different songs mm-hmm. and i've been able to work my way to giving chords to th- two to three of them i'm yeah. not sure about the third one i felt like because it sounds kind of sounds kind of dumb, but also that's the only thing I can think of. Like I can't, it, it's kind of stuck. Yeah. And I I like it, but um, I feel like that's the hardest thing for me. But with the first song, because because I've always wanted to write songs, but it's always been just like I w- I wouldn't like worry about syllables. I would just like, mash words in. Yeah. And then when I would when you go to like try to do it, it was like that doesn't. That's not gonna work. That's not yeah. how you have to like be kind of conscious of that. Yeah. And so the first song I wrote off of this this whole like thing is I had two lines. One line and a second separate line. And they were in my head for about three months. And the whole time I was just like, those are great lines. Yeah. And then eventually I turned them into a song that I'm actually I, I feel like came together in forty five minutes. Uh, based off of having all that time. Yeah, yeah. And and like and then it just all, and then somehow like I found chords that actually like go together, mm-hmm. and I'm like I I don't like kind of like I have no idea. That's just the way that it went. Some I, it was, I don't know how it happened. I don't know. I I can kind of think of some influences of people who I listen to a lot yeah. that really kind of pushed me. Like Rocky says, use use the C chord in the A minor because C to A minor is great. And then uh, you know Caleb Vowell says. Uh, play a little slow and then build into it and I'm just yeah. like okay well, let's try and then I have this song that and what I I, I I feel like I you might understand what I'm saying when, I, when I'm like in I've tried to write songs in the past and you'll start by you'll play it and you'll be like that's great and then you're like oh fuck I forgot the melody I forgot the chords oh yeah, yeah forgetting something that sounded good yeah but that song has persevered through everything now it's obviously etched into my skull like I don't think I will ever forget it yeah 
Um, I do still forget lyrics. I realized I used to show uh, musicians who didn't know their lyrics, <laughs> but I'm I wrote these songs, yeah. and I'm like I'll get halfway through like fuck, and I'll have to like open my phone and like <laughs> oh yes, duh, I've only sang that like a thousand times. <laughs> Golly, so yeah, mad respect. Yeah, writing music is hard. Also, so that was one of the things you said. You have bandmates. Yeah. I've always, always wanted to be in a band. Me too. And uh, it's never worked for me. It's never been a thing. For the longest time, it seemed like it wouldn't happen, so I started playing uh, just solo acoustic uh, shows uh, when I was in New York. And uh, then I had uh, a best friend of mine who is an amazing musician all around um started playing bass with me and uh he had a drummer friend so we played as a trio where i was just like plugging in the acoustic and that was really fun and then i moved i didn't know anybody moved to waynesboro which is ghost town is that in virginia yeah it's uh across the mount like cross afton mountain i want to say from charlottesville it's out there. It's in Virginia somewhere. <laughs> it's probably like an hour and a half away. Okay. Anyway, didn't know anybody there. Moved to Richmond. Uh, didn't know many people here. And uh, it took like, I think, three or four years ago, I finally started playing with these guys. Um, and I always wanted to be in a punk band before I was doing like, I don't know, weird, uh, weird acoustic rockish stuff that was sort of fast sometimes, but mostly like, I don't know, melodic and poppy and weird and bad at descriptors. But I always wanted to be in a punk band. This is like a straight up punk band, even though we try to do like every other song. I try to make not just fast. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing over and over. <clears throat> it's really easy to fall into a hole like that, I've noticed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I I like having other people finally to shoot off ideas with, so I'm not just jacking off into my guitar hole. Mm-hmm. That's, what I, that, that's what I feel like a lot <clears throat> when I'm... Because I'm just working on the same couple songs. And while like, I think that they're good, they're also just me and a guitar mm-hmm. and I want to see if they could be something more. Yeah. And I want to do the, the band thing. And I watch like, like my favorite, one of my favorite things to watch is triple J. Have you heard of them? They they host a show, like a radio show in Australia or something. Okay. And, um, they'll host it. it it's called like a version. They, mm-hmm. they, you bring in a band, they do one of their songs and then they do a cover. Cool. <clears throat> I love covers. Yeah. I've recently learned that there's people who don't like them, and there's two camps. And so I I love it because it's like you get to see somebody do like a studio quality version of a song you probably already know. Yeah. And I love to see how people do that. And so I see these people uh, with bands, and they're all like just like whatever, having a fun time. And I'm just like, that's that's the goal. But how do you... So I try to like post on Craigslist and you don't like anything. And then shout out to Orbital Music Park because there's a, uh, a service here in Richmond that's starting up that matches you with people to play music with. Nice. And it's fun, 
but it's also hard to meet and I feel like you can understand this. It's hard to meet people who are where you are, yeah. as committed as you, and also make that work into something that oh, yeah. evolves into something. Yeah. But it, it, I will say going there has really helped me improve as a musician because before that I was I would I would identify only as a rhythm guitarist because yeah. I don't I don't have like you were saying I don't have I have mental blocks and. I don't know how to play lead. And yeah. so going there a couple of times and having different experiences, playing with just a drummer and a bassist, like you can't just play chords because that's kind of what the bassist is doing. Yeah, yeah. So you got to hop on lead. And so I'm just like winging it. And I thought it was great. I'm sure that they had some other thoughts, but I was like really inspired. And <laughs> yeah. to grow as a musician and start writing songs and start doing all of these things. And I feel like that's what you get when you play with a band is you get... To, to grow and, and share and learn and take in and yeah it's it, it's like doing improv it's like fun you enjoy something you're doing more because people are elevating yeah everyone brings something to the group yeah and you know also like not a perfect analogy but like you know if you go to the grand canyon by yourself you probably just get sad but you go with somebody that you like you know you, <laughs> You get to share <clears throat> share in the experience. I'm gonna transition. We'll come back to whatever we're talking about. <laughs> that's how that that's how I look at relationships. I will say that I'm in this place where I I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. Um, which we we if we get into it, we we'll get into it. But like I think that that's the best way like life is lived is with people. Yeah. Obviously, but I don't know. I think I'm I take that view and I say it in the way that I say it because a lot of people. Um, like to shit on the idea of wanting to be in a relationship. Okay. And I, I think I say wanting, I think needing. When when someone thinks that they need to be in a relationship, I think that's what people are shitting on, but I view it as the other way. I don't know. I've always, I've always been in relationships. Eight of the past 11 years probably in relationships. Me too. Well, you've also... <laughs> well, I mean, outside of being married... How long have you been married for? I've been married for three years. I've been in this relationship, I want to say, oh my god, uh, eight to nine years. Okay. Um, but before that, so before that, uh, early 20s, mm-hmm. before that, you were a relationship person? Yes. I, I call it a serial, Pete calls it a serial monogamist. Yes, <clears throat> I definitely was one of those. Uh, I have only ever had like a couple of one night stands and everything else like has been either a year or a two-year relationship or, like, a prolonged, like, weird, what the fuck is this, but still, (laughs) you know, still striving to be a relationship. Uh, I've never really just dated, never, like, really... I went on one blind date, or (laughs) not blind date, it was like... She could see? Yeah. (laughs) This is a comedy podcast, by the way, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was uh, in the days of MySpace, I believe. Oh, Jesus. Um, and uh, she happened to go to the same upstate college that my recently ex-girlfriend at the time went to. And uh, it was it was a fucking shit show. Um, <laughs> I got there. Uh, it was super awkward. Like, I was super awkward. She was super awkward. She had her friend there with her, which I understand, you know, meeting somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially but, back in the day. But, uh, like, she wanted to, like, watch Family Guy for a while, which, okay, whatever, you know, it was very popular at the time. We could break the ice. Then she wanted to go to the supermarket, went to the supermarket with her, and I was 
walking around with her and she was like, I, I feel really weird that you're like following me. <laughs> and in my head it was like, uh, you know, I have nowhere else to go. I have no, like, I have, don't have a shopping agenda. Like this is supposed to be a date. <laughs> and like from there, it got weirder. We went back to her house, like her and her roommates just like wanted to do this like weird list of all the drugs they had done. And then I went back to watching TV and she just like disappeared into her room for the majority of it. That is the greatest impromptu, impromptu story I think we've had on the show. Oh, I don't, I don't think I can top that. So that was my only real date outside of like knowing somebody for a while and things naturally like come together, oh, you know? Oh, interesting. I, I moved around a bunch. So other than, say for one relationship, I've mostly met people on dating apps. Yeah. And I've talked about it and I feel like it's accepted, but also I think that it's overall bad. Yeah. Because you're just meeting someone for the first time and other people I've noticed set expectations really early. Yeah. And I don't, I think I was one of those people. I, th- I don't think I am now. I think I go into it. The only expectation I have is like, let's be friendly, have fun time. Have a fun time. Have fun time. Have fun time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I meet you. My name Jonathan. Have fun time. <laughs> go. <laughs> That's setting yourself up for failure. <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to uh, speak in proper grammar, mm-hmm. like a gentleman. Usually, um, usually goes goes better when you do that. <laughs> but yeah, and then I don't know. It's just been my experience has been bad. Obviously, the my best relationship was the one it was two and a half year relationship, and we met in person. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's the best way, but also like. You can't meet people, that whole, like, argument of, like, it's really hard to meet people. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely me. I mean, I've only been in Richmond for a little over a year now, and I only met people because of improv. Yeah. Like, going to the coalition, taking classes, going to shows, and honestly, having this podcast. If I didn't have this show, I probably wouldn't have the relationships that I have. Yeah. Because you invite someone in for two hours, you bond. Yeah. And on one hand... I think that's why I did the show because it's like it's fun and I get to talk to people and also like have been producing something that's kind of what I like. I like people who make things and like art in general. Like I'm just, I don't know. It's just been, it's been very rewarding. So trying to to figure out where I can bring it back to. So yeah, like with relationships, it's really hard to meet people. And also I've noticed a lot that, and I I I want to say that this is gross, but I don't think I'm gross. Like uh, maybe I am. Maybe maybe that's not. Fair. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not here to solve all the problems, everybody. I'll decide if it's gross. Okay. Like um, <laughs> like I'll decide. Um, like uh, you meet a per- a person. You meet you meet a person, and you set kind of set expectations. Yeah. Like uh, if you meet a really cute girl. Me, so, oh gosh, so many qualifiers. My friend Tom and I agreed that to be interested in somebody, they have to check two boxes, the physical attraction and the mental attraction. Yeah. So if someone checks the physical attraction, most of the time, depending on how hard they check that box, you'll check the other one for them. Mm-hmm. But for it to be like a serious thing, they need to check both boxes, and then you move on to is it mutual, and then you move on to other nonsense. And I, we didn't get into that far. But um, So you see like a girl, 
like um, I would I went out with a couple friends and there was another girl there and my first thought was like oh I need to impress her so she likes me yeah. but then I was like no that's stupid I yeah. just need to be fun have a fun time there's no, no don't put any expectations out there just like this is another this is another human let's have a normal human interaction yeah. so the gross thought is like I need her to like me because I want I want something from her yeah not sex I'm not I'm not one of those guys potentially you want sex <laughs> getting I mean not immediately I'm not, I'm not trying to turn you into a creep yeah that's what I'm trying to avoid okay let <laughs> but I'll, that I'll, that is there I mean in the animal brain yes that is there that is that is the thing but also yeah the thing I want is I would like you know that great, that great relationship you want to meet somebody who you want to get married to you want interaction you want to share experience but the thing is and this is the difference between what is I think this is the line of gross it's like you can you can get interaction just from being a normal person and hanging out and not saying like you have to be my girlfriend just like you're my friend and if something happens then great then we can explore that but going into meeting somebody new yeah and that's the thing that a lot of people do and i catch myself doing it all the time i'm assigning these expectations i'll see someone in line chipotle and i'm just like you're really cute uh could you be my girlfriend or something yeah, like yeah. that in my mind? And I'm just like, no, you're just a person. Yeah. But also, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to go about it. And it's like, that's something that's on my mind a lot. Because, I don't know. Because you want, you want, I want that relationship. Yeah. I like, I like the, the idea of being in a committed relationship with somebody who is good for me and good to me and et cetera and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like, uh, the more I go into this topic, the more words I want to say, uh-huh. and it's about to explode. So I'm going to turn it over to my guest, who, right. by the way, I haven't introduced, uh, oh, Jean-Baptiste, JB, Don't improv. JB. No JB? No. Damn it, I was really hoping that would stick. No, I'm sorry. It sticks at work, because I work with a bunch of rednecks, but... Why not JB? Um, because... Well, I mean, if I want to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, one of my stepdads called me that. Um, so I have stepdaddy issues. Um, Preach. But also, well, yeah. just like, I used to, <clears throat> when I was really young, I was uncomfortable with my name because, like, I would have to repeat it to everybody that I introduced myself to. And then I started just shortening it to Baptiste all the time because it's easier. You know, people know Baptist, whatever, you just add an E at the end and change up your pronunciation and when I got older I started to appreciate the name and realized that I have a unique name mm-hmm. I should own it and so shortening it outside of all of my childhood issues um, is not appealing yes okay so you prefer the full your full pronunciation uh, I don't um, I will introduce myself as Jean Baptiste but I'm totally comfortable with people calling me Baptiste okay um, is, that your pre- is that your preference I don't, don't I just said, I don't have a preference. But you also said, okay, well, oh, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 just not JB. Just not JB. Okay. Yeah. See, I was so, in the, I, was, I like, just. Or not John, or Jean, like, not just Jean. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I understand if other people don't want to make the, the weird French sound with their mouth. Or, you know... John Baptiste is fine. Yeah. Okay. I just... I think... I just like to give people nicknames for two reasons. One, I think it develops, like, a personal connection. Yeah. And then, um... 
I like to think that it makes people feel special because I'm saying like you're cool and you get this nickname. And yeah. obviously you've gotten JB before, you've gotten Teast, you've gotten all these anything. Only one guy called me Teast. Really? Yeah. I was gonna do that, but I was like, I don't wanna get I tried the nickname and I struck out. <laughs> so okay, I'll go Teast then. That's fine. I'll be I'll be guy number two. Cause I think I can come up with a dumber one, but like in general, like I, I'm not I'm not trying to like squeeze uh, something out of something that that something is not in. Gotcha. I forget what the what the typical things are in that in that phrase. Okay, so turn it over to you on the topic of relationships. Okay. And because I was ta- I was talking about you know not wanting to be gross, wanting to pursue a relationship, but also not wanting to again be gross and just like. Make people feel uncomfortable, or I don't know. It's like um, I think I think what my solution in mental process has been is just try to live your life. And oh well, okay. Oh Jesus! <laughs> There's this episode of You Made It Weird. Okay. Uh, Aziz Ansari is the guest. Okay. And they were both up for the show, mm-hmm. uh, Pete and Aziz, and it kind of I don't want to say depended, but it culminated to them doing a set. And so they both did a set. They both killed. Mm-hmm. And Pete is talking to the guy who's going to give him the job. And he's, like, trying to butter him up. And he's, like, being super sweet and everything. And he just goes up and he's like, hey. And it's all he said. And they both got it. Um, and Z's kind of mentality with that story is if you if you just be you, ball out, people will take notice. Yeah. Like that's the, the gist. Yeah. And so I feel like if, you, if, if, if I were to do that, just be a person, ha- develop friendships and relationships with humans but don't stress so much about being in a romantic relationship and trying to force something like that to happen. Yeah. A la, don't use dating apps. Just be go out and have fun with friends. And so, again, someone will take notice and say, I like that person. And that's, I think, why I got into the good relationship because that person saw me, knew what they were getting into and said, I like what I've seen. I want to get to know you better. Yeah. Um, so you basically took... What I was going to say, I think, but I will expand. Please just go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I very distinctly remember the feeling of like, you know, every um, pseudo attractive <clears throat> girl around me when I was not in an active relationship uh, would, you know, that whole like, you know, could she be the one like mm-hmm. to a, what kind of weird thing can I do? Like, what could I possibly say? And, you know, I never uh, I'm shy and I don't talk very much in general, even with people I know, so I would never, like, approach anybody, really. Yep, same. Um, uh, but, I don't know if it's a but, I gotta get this train back on track. Um, (laughs) yeah, so I very distinctly remember that feeling of always, like, kind of being, um, you know, like, everything is a potential uh, romantic comedy situation where you bump into some, you knock somebody's Mm -hmm. stuff over and, like, you both, like, notice you have the same lapels or something weird. You feel like you're one step away from developing a relationship. And that step, you feel like you really need to initiate it somehow. And if you just say something or do something, it'll evolve into this thing. Yeah, because the universe is throwing the, uh, you know, the the manic pixie girl at you Mm -hmm. and you've got to... (laughs) You've got to prove to her yeah. that, you know, you're the one. And I realized that, um, you know, that, that never worked out. Nothing ever came of that. No, and nothing ever And like you were that. saying, it's just like you have to live your life and Interact with be, people, yeah. like, be and strive to be the best version of yourself, not as a peacock, 
because um, you're talking about, you know, being in a situation, you know, you want to like stand out from the other dudes around you because there's so many people around, like what makes you special? Like, and the only thing that does make you special is when you start to talk to somebody over time, you know, in some kind of natural way, which is hard as fuck hard. to, yeah. to get in that special set of circumstances where you would be around somebody enough times or, you know, at certain events across time where they realize like, Hey, I feel really nice being around this person. And if it's not like an immediate animal attraction, you know, like you're talking about the two boxes, like, um, I won't deny, you know, being physically attracted to people, but like definitely more than anything, like, uh, mental and like, I have such an immense hatred of the human race that if I see anybody that, uh, exudes certain qualities that, uh, I'm going to come off sounding really bad no, do it. that, uh, you know, don't make me want to just like burn down the entire city or whatever, like then I'm attracted to that person. And like the more of that unique personality or that artistic personality or, you know, uh, a certain way of, uh, speaking that I haven't heard before, whatever, like some kind of unique quality makes me more physically attracted to them to where if, uh, I know somebody that if I just saw on the street, I wouldn't give a second glance. And I, I know these things about them. Like I will start to look at them and it's not like I will force it, but I will actually pay attention and I'll look at them like a painting. Like I think a lot of people, uh, if they're not like, I, I don't like conventionally attractive people anyway. Like I like unique faces, you know? Um, but if they have certain mental creative qualities, like I will be invested in like, I, I'm a visual artist too. So, uh, I'm a bad talker in general, but I will start to look at the landscape of their face and like see the beauty that I could potentially see in like all human beings or most human beings that aren't uh, horribly disfigured or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to be too judgy. Um, no, but it's normal. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, I can see more and more beauty, uh, you know, cliche, whatever. Yeah. Um, the more I know about somebody, the more that I know that they're special, the more even if they're not special, like, even if I get more of an insight into, like, hey, this is a real person who's, you know, everybody has, like, uh, bad times and traumas, and, you know, the more that you realize that somebody is a fleshed-out human being, the more that you can see, like, if they look plain, like a plain scullery maid, but you, like, have all of this context for like what makes them tick and how they deal with it. That's a big thing too. Like how you deal with what's been given to you to me is important. Like I will, I'll see the beauty coming out. I also feel like, um, cause like everything you say, I agree with because I, I just, as much as I possibly can, I just feel like <clears throat> all that is true when you look at an individual as an individual. But I think that and I feel like you, there's no way you don't feel the same way. When you meet somebody, it's also the way that they treat you 
and the interactions that you have and the way that you talk to each other, interactions help to build on that beauty and help yeah. to make somebody like the girl I the girl I most recently dated she treated me like garbage. <laughs> she treated me terrible. And so while I thought she was very attractive and there were times early on where we were bonding, the things that she would do made her ugly. Yeah. Because totally. it was like you, you look at somebody don't 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 treat me like that. Fuck yeah. you. And then but I can totally picture it going the opposite direction of like you know I think you're attractive and then you make me feel good about myself and I'm excited to see you and then you're just like a ray of sunshine yeah. or something like that yeah and uh, I don't think to come back to what I was supposed to be talking to <laughs> uh, I no, don't tangents. think that that is possible or not not impossible whatever it's very it's as hard as it is to naturally meet somebody and develop, you know, even if it's in intermittent, some kind of relationship like that where you get to see more and more and they get to see more and more of what makes you special. You share actual real conversations or whatever. As hard as that is, I think it's possibly harder, like, just meeting somebody on the fly on a dating app or whatever and, like, you know, first appearances, f interaction. Um, it's... That that seems really tricky to me, and uh, uh, first impressions meeting first somebody. First impressions meeting somebody, and oh, also uh, as far as like people treating you badly, like I've also kind of learned that like to have this weird kind of sympathy when I first meet people, um, if they like are uh, standoffish or uh, like kind of have an attitude like some people I meet and like my first impression is like hey they're a dick or you know um uh, you know she's an asshole whatever and then like I'll get to know them a little better and I'll realize like they were nervous um you know mm -hmm. they had a, a really shitty day um they and this isn't just like dates is people. obviously I'm not looking to hook up with anybody anymore yeah, or yeah. Has, has been a while but just meeting people and getting friendly with people, mm -hmm. like, I realized, like, I have fucked up days, too, personally, and I try as hard as I can to be friendly and affable, but I fail at it frequently, and mm -hmm. I come off as weird, so I give people more leeway to be shitty uh, upon first impression. Mm -hmm. I let and, a lot of flags go by. Yeah. And then you wait to see if they happen again. And then you're like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I think the, it's so funny because the first, like, we've been, we've had seven weeks of class. Mm -hmm. Six of those, I think I was, like, extremely depressed. Yeah. So I don't know how I was coming off, but I feel like that was kind of, the, what you're talking about is how I was. Just like. You, uh, my first impression of you was that you were friendly and, uh, like, kind of an open person. Mm-hmm. And that you were engaged in what we were doing, and that you were uh, intelligent. Okay. Well, thank you. I like to think that those are true. <laughs> I didn't hear any bad things, so you're either really polite, or I did a good job of representing myself. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I try to be polite, but I am open to being shitty for the sake of your podcast. Absolutely, I. I've always told people that this is a, this is a place to be vulnerable. 
Yeah. And I, I love being called on my shit. Don't try to interview me because I'll let you. And something other, a third thing, rules of three. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 um, I, I, I recently got a new job and, uh, in that process you do 8,000 interviews. And one of the things that they ask you about is like, uh, what's, what's important to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I, my answer became personal growth. Like I'm not willing to sacrifice personal growth anymore. Yeah. For anything, even to save to save my, my my delicate soul or or to get by with something like I'm not I don't want to not be not be growing, and I feel like being self aware is one part of growth, and also again not getting called on your shit. Yeah, I'm I I can't go through life thinking I'm correct because there's yeah. no way I'm correct that often. Yeah, yeah. And even though my family likes to tell me that I don't like to be wrong and this that and the other and or the third. Um, I like I like that. I like when someone calls me out and I can say, you know what, I'm wrong. Yeah, that's important. Well, pretty much, um, <clears throat> the only person that does that for me, really, uh, and I don't interact with a lot of people in general, is my wife, and um, I am very stubborn, and I mm-hmm. am. Uh, you know, I like to think that I do things the right way all the time and, uh, you know, I'm infallible and all that shit. And she has helped me. She has been a healthy, most of the time a healthy, uh, way of pushing back against that and having me question myself and actually like saying like, look, you did this and you've done this before and like you need to be accountable. And... Also, uh, she has pushed me to do that to her, and I'm not used to doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have always shied away from confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Can I, just say I, like, that, I like that I'm making so much dead air. <laughs> I've, if I've done one thing, it's be okay with silence. I feel yeah. like that's a, uh, that's a big thing. Like, just be okay with it, because the way I think of it is just like, oh, a conversation. It works better that way. Yeah. I think that that is a incredibly healthy thing. Yeah. Meeting first of all, if you meet somebody who doesn't want to be challenged, there's something going on there. Yeah. If you aren't willing to to take a look at yourself, and even if you're right, just double check, right? Yeah. And so the fact that and what is your wife's name? Uh, her, she's the lady Octavia. That's I wanted to make sure because that was that was the name on Facebook. Is it does it can it can it can it just be Octavia or does that to be? It can be Octavia. TLO. <laughs> I'm into nicknames, okay, Octavia. It sounds like I, I knowing very little. I can kind of picture y'all's relationship to as much as I possibly can, and it it just seems very healthy. It just seems similar to how I, I like to act in relationships. I feel like my good relationship with two and a half year one. Her name is Nicole. She is uh, fantastic, and that was something that I did, we did together. Was we challenge, we have open conversation. Don't be afraid to to share and talk and tell me. And she's like, "You need to do this more. I need this." And I'm like, "You're okay. Let's do it." Stuff yeah. like that. So like, obviously that's not 100 percent what you were saying, but just as it relates, like having an open dialogue and committing to a partnership. Yeah, I feel like is beyond healthy. And she sounds like she knows her shit, and yeah. it just sounds like. You two are great for each other. Yeah, I think we are. And uh, I think it's taken a long time for both of us to be comfortable 
pushing and pulling each other, mm-hmm. but we're finally at a place where we can do it um, productively, like most of the time. I, uh, whew, married. You guys have been there for not, what, nine years? Just you said? about, I want to say yes. I don't know if it was nine or 12. It's not 12. It's not. I am confident in that. <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Uh, I was working at a Seven uh, Eleven um, here, and she came in drunkenly. And even though she grew up here, she was asking me. I think like uh, I don't know if it was like the Coliseum or something like really obvious that she should have known. She was like asking like what direction it was, and I had no idea. And um, she, like, I told her, you know, I have no idea. I just moved here. I just came here from Waynesboro in New York. Like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. She was like, hey, you know, uh, I've got some friends over at this house, and we all paint and stuff. Um, uh, you know, if you want somebody to like show you around or like people to hang out with, like, here's my email. And, uh, you know, she just said when she saw me, she knew she had to talk to me. So she gave me her email and, uh, I started going over to where she was staying and, uh, I started painting around there, like no pressure, just hanging out. Uh, I would go over there to paint. She was living with a couple of artists, like they would paint. Um, she does like uh, collage and like decoupage kind of stuff, among a million other things now. Um, and just have like casual conversations. And uh, in a couple of months after that, she was looking for some place to move to. I was moving into a new apartment and uh, started living together and yeah just you lived together before you dated yeah that and i feel like um having lived with with women before like i don't know i feel like that would be well i guess i have thoughts but i feel like they're completely irrelevant to y'all situation but that's really cool like the fact that you guys did that and were able to make it work and not like risk the friendship or whatever yeah but then again i feel like i'm dragging now (laughs) <laughs> but that's a really cool story, and that's kind of the the the, the ideal, I suppose. Yeah. Move it because I'm sure you were not here very long when that happened. I was probably here for, uh, I want to say like two or three months um, before that happened. Yeah. I met. I met the first girl I dated here two or three months in. That was bad. That was miserable. Um. Whew. Yeah, now, I don't know if it's the, like a, I'm crashing or something, <laughs> but I just died. Yeah. Um, what, uh, all right, so what do you like to do creatively besides um, write songs? So, obviously, I think improv counts. It does. It totally counts. Improv is... In 101, it felt really good. It felt like I was good at it. Yeah. And then 201 has kicked my ass. I don't know if it was just because of the the shit I was going through. Yeah. But it has... I don't know. I I, I, I go up and down, like, week to week. Like, mm-hmm. some weeks I feel really good. Like, since I started uh, a while ago. Like, yeah, just week to week. And I feel like... Uh, all of like all of the core concepts that you learn and like all the tricks that you learn and stuff mm-hmm. that you're supposed to like have in your brain like 
I maybe have a couple of those things floating around that I've finally locked in, but I worry that I have, like, some kind of fucking block again about this, where, like, everything just goes out the window, you know, when you're, <coughs> up, when you're up with somebody else, especially, like, one-to-one. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the hardest T-person for me. Too. Yeah. I've, I've felt this way in 201, and obviously I won't know until it's over, or in one-on-one. Um, I feel like the first six weeks, with when you learn things and things get put into you. I felt every day after class shitty about what... I, I felt like I did a bad job that day. Yeah. Or maybe I had, like, one good scene. I remember I did a two-person scene with uh, Joe, and I was a spaceman, and he was rubbing sunscreen on himself. <laughs> and we both had our things. We both kept our things, and we yeah. were able to interact, and it worked out. It was, like, my best scene of the first six weeks. Yeah. And then... Um, Week seven and eight and one on one, you plan your show yeah. and it's games. And <coughs> during our like, rehearsals, I was I don't want to say I was killing it. I was just doing good improv. Yeah. Because you know I have a lot of like theories and a lot of influences that have helped me kind of try to lower the pressure and just have fun and play. Mm-hmm. And so the last two weeks, I felt a lot better. And then the show, we had a great show. I think we killed it. And I I don't like to say for a one on one class, but for a one on one class, we killed it. Yeah. And so I feel like that might I don't know if that'll be the same. I mean, it might be for me because I'm getting out of this crazy funk that I was in. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we just had week seven. Yeah. And I think it would have been better if more people had showed up. Yeah. Because um, I feel like the more people who are there, the more energy that gets brought. Definitely. And uh, also, I have I have trouble getting into emotions. I figured that out in class. Yeah. And I, I don't... I've always wanted to be a performer, yeah. obviously, because my in my my creative endeavors are this show. Um, I want aspiring comedian, aspiring musician, and improv all stage things. Yeah, like I, obviously, I want to perform. But when I get up there, I don't know. I have just maybe I just have a couple walls that I need to get over. Yeah, but I just can't commit. I was talking to Patrick about it um, in class, and I was like, "How do I get?" that yeah and so i did a couple of scenes and i tried it and i said well how, how am i doing he's like well i can tell you're trying <laughs> and i was just like yeah i'm definitely trying it's not going well but i'm trying so yeah improv for me <clears throat> has been great i love doing it yeah um i've got a lab set next week i've done uh plenty of labs plenty of like the jambalayas a couple mixers I did Pyshar plus one. That was an incredible experience. I'm still writing that high. You, you know David Pyshar. I do not. He's an incredible performer at the Coalition. Okay. And um, What's he look like? <laughs> he's a bigger dude, beard. He's got hair. He's um, got hair. Long, I, well, I did a motion, okay? <laughs> long, dark brown hair. And uh, you, wait, you haven't been in any shows, though, right? Um, I went to one... Won this term or whatever. The During Halloween? this clan, I went to one. Oh. What did I say? Whatever. <laughs> and I went to a couple the last when I took 101 here. But You've probably many. seen him. He's a literal genius. But he has this uh, refinery show called Pajra Plus One where he brings okay. someone on stage and does like a long form set. Hmm. 25 minutes. And he picked me. And I got to go do like this long set with... I I mean... He is what he is. I consider him to be like a legend, in, like where I'm at, where he's at, and how talented he is. Yeah. Like I really want to have him on the show, but I also don't want to embarrass myself and ask. But I, I'll, I'll get over that eventually. Yeah. But just like getting to do 
a set with him was so much fun. And I actually made him laugh. I made him nice. break, and that was like... But imagine, like, what it was. I made him break. I was dying laughing on the stage. Yeah. I was in the... You know the little corner? Uh, the little... Uh, on the stage, the little output of the wall? Yeah, yeah. I was, like, in the wall facing the tech booth, just dying laughing. And he's, like... He, he, he chuckled a little bit. Oh, my gosh. It was... Because it, I'm still... I still tell that story. I'm still writing that. Because like, oh, yeah. it was it was such a beneficial thing for me in a place wanting to get stage time and whatnot. Yeah. But doing... Being in class and, and learning and trying to apply techniques, when it's so... Thinking about trying to do something specific is so against improv. Yeah. But it's about laying some groundwork so that when you're up there not thinking, you can walk on the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like the first six weeks, you're going to struggle because you have goals. But once you go into planning and practicing, you start to think, you start to default on that groundwork. Yeah. And you do better. And I mean, I saw things to work on. Like my last lab set, we were able to set up. We were get some laughs, but we it dragged. Yeah, we yeah. didn't elevate. We didn't edit. Yeah. And uh, that's I think that's what it's about. It's about learning. Yeah, that's what the lab is for. I'm not putting on a show. I'm I'm up there to learn. And yeah. so, also, you know, trying to get like a improv practice group together on a weekly basis is my next my next goal. I got a couple people. You in? Uh, I'd like to. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. But yeah, improv is um, is that is one of my things, and it's more active because I can go to classes. Yeah, I've been wanting. We're gonna. I'm gonna. We're about to start a sketch group. We're trying to get some sketches going. Right. Susan is uh, really has a lot of goals, and I feel like having someone who's really motivated. Mm-hmm. Is, is something that I can work with is something I can yeah. I can encourage and lift and and push and be that um, so we're starting a sketch group I've won I've been trying to write comedy and I had a Mary Jane French on do you know who Mary Jane French is do not. hilarious comedian okay. she's she's done a couple of things at the coalition cool. um, I had her on and after the after we did a, the episode she's like punched up all my jokes and of course I think I forgot all of it which sucks because she made them so funny and it, yeah. she made them like stage ready yeah but yeah, I want to do that, but also I don't, but I do, but I don't, but I do. I think the music, I think try, I really want to go to an open mic and just see what happens, see if I can sing in front of people. And, yeah, you should. Because I really want to. Yeah. But I don't know, I've been a lot more motivated, especially, again, coming out of that funk. Yeah. That's something that I really want to get into. I don't think I have any other creative pursuits. Oh, no, I do. I, I'm trying to do video editing, graphic design. Those are two cool. things that I really like to do. Just creating. Yeah. I started this YouTube channel with my friend. We played video games and uploaded it. And the most fun that we had together, and especially I had, was like creating the thumbnails, creating the intros, and doing all the fun stuff. Yeah. Once it came to doing the monotonous editing is where it died. Yeah. But uh, creating the, the ideas and the channel and the logos and the... That to me was like so much fun yeah. because I feel like I have a mind, the mind for it. Yeah. And so I think that I think that rounds out my creativity. Cool. Um, I'm I, I may be a little less dead. <laughs> Thank you for saving. Um, so you paint. I do. I've always been fascinated with um, paint. Art, putting something on a drawing, the taste of it, the taste, the taste, <laughs> paint is delicious. My, uh, my brothers painted those two paintings and I've been proudly displaying them. Nice. They were in like third or first grade or some nonsense. Okay. So, 
But, uh, yeah, just... I have no talent of drawing. You see my handwriting. It's garbage. I mean, it's whatever. But I, <laughs> I can't draw. I yeah. don't I don't practice, so, of course, I'm not going to be good at it. Yeah. But, like, <clears throat> going to the VMFA is one of my favorite things, which is weird because there's nothing about me or my background that says that I would like art, but I just love going there and seeing these pieces and especially like the abstract stuff. Yeah. For some reason it just I just I like to just project onto it. Because that's kinda what I think what it's really for is they're obviously communicating something, but yeah. I like to take my own thing from it. Yeah. I mean what it's really for is the artist to uh you know, not kill himself prob or him or herself probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for a viewer it is just and, you know, you not being a visually creative person, like, you have eyeballs and a brain, and, like, that's why you're drawn to it, because there's so much fucking beautiful art out there, and there's so many um, different ways to interpret this world that uh, some people are really good at and are compelling. And that's why I wanted to start doing it, and I always doodled when I was a kid, and uh, my dad knew a couple of creative people in our neighborhood when I was growing up, and he threw him some money to give me, like, private art lessons. And uh, I went to um, a visual arts high school. I, they had a bunch of... It was, like, the fame school, but not exactly mm -hmm. the fame school. Anyway, um, so I was in painting courses in high school and uh i think a lot of people get creative in high school and college and then just like let it die and they just get busy with everything else and i got busy with everything else but i didn't want to let it die so i've kept painting i don't doodle as much anymore but i was doodling a lot for a long time and i just I know that that's a part of me that if I don't get it out there, like, things will well up inside of me. And even if I have music as uh, an outlet, like, it's a different part of my brain, a different part of whatever wells up and needs to be released. And I've recognized that I have to do visual art to get that stuff out. So I want to be as hollow and empty as possible. <laughs> so the bad thoughts. <coughs> Excuse me. The bad thoughts don't turn into bad actions. Interesting. I've never thought of... I mean, of course, I've thought of art as an expression and, and things like that. But the way the way you described it has, because I guess, opened up a different way of thinking? I remember specifically, like... I don't know if I had heard it put this way, but I remember specifically, like, in high school, um, having the feeling of, like, feeling like I was going fucking nuts and, like having some photos around and I had a piece of wood or whatever I was painting on at the time and like just attacking it and before that point I always like I would need like references set up I would need an idea for a painting set up like a, a this painting is going to be about this or I'm going to directly copy this picture and you know I'd plot it out and it would be slow and methodical and at this point, it was just like, I, I'm going fucking nuts. Like, I need to do this. And I had some references, but I'd, like, jumble them up, and I just started going at it, and it turned into something I really liked at the end. But I was like, oh, okay, because after I did that, I was calmer, and I felt better, and I didn't really know 
what brought me to the point before where I felt so out of it and anxious and psychotic and I didn't know what how it helped me to do that but it did so I was like okay this is a part of myself and this is something I can do to help me and at the end I get a pretty picture yeah that's that is a really really cool way to describe it I um yeah I I don't I think I don't know I think that's one of the things that I need I think that's one of the things that um, maybe music has been that for me because obviously improv isn't isn't there yet as yeah. a way that I can express and I think it's all like different I don't know I feel like people should do like I, I've always thought or for a long time I don't know whatever bad at talking I've thought uh, about X-Men since I was a kid about how you know I always wondered like, if you were a mutant growing up and you didn't have, like, Cyclops, you know, his eyes just fucking blast out mm -hmm. the laser or whatever. Um, but if you don't have something obvious that, like, has to come out, like, how did these mutants, like, discover their powers? So I've looked at creative people like that, like, you know, how you just, you like, discover? start doing shit until you realize, like, this is something that helps me or that I'm, I am kind of adept at. And then you develop, you know, you go to Professor X and you develop that skill until... Uh, your storm or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, that that might be the best soundbite. <laughs> but I just like I do. It might not be good because I've also felt like I do so many different things that like you know jack of all trades, master of none, mm -hmm, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, but there are a couple of things that I have stuck with that I like what I do for the most part, and I think that I have elevated at least my own personal craft in that field. Uh, like music, art in a specific way. Like I think in my style I'm good, but I'm pissed off at myself that I never learned proper shading. Um, and, uh, you know, even like cooking. Like cooking like brings me joy, and it's like a practical thing too. Um, you are creating something. I am creating something. I am elevating raw ingredients you know, uh, I am doing something for somebody else. Like I'm cooking for, uh, my wife and our son. Um, and I feel like people should just try out shit for a while mm -hmm. <laughs> and like all across the board. Um, because a lot of people, uh, this is a jumbled sentence. No, no, there no. are so many different aspects of life. And I, th oh yeah, this is coming back around to mm -hmm. it. You were talking about improv and you didn't think that that was like a, an outlet in that kind of way. But I think Yet. there are like so many different parts of the brain that we can activate and we can enhance and evolve ourselves in real time without having to, you know, wait millennia by exploring these things. And like improv for me definitely is, um, I feel like I'm getting a lot of creativity and, and imagination out there. I'm getting like a part of my childhood back, you know, like just making shit up mm -hmm. and like riffing on things where otherwise I would just be doing it in my head to no one and it would die. Being able to outwardly riff and be silly is something that I like. But I think what I was saying, not, not to disagree, but, but to expand, um, 
I feel like I'm not at the point where... Yeah, I, I said it. Not at the point where it is self-soothing or any kind of thing, like, expressive. Yeah. But I want it to be. Like, with the way Bob does it, that's the way I want to do it. Yeah. I want to be silly and be emotive and be good because I feel like that would bring me joy because I think it would bring other people joy. Yeah. But I think that I try to take the pressure off of myself because um, I'm not, you know, uh, guest on the show, performer Ryan Clutterbook, he didn't even take classes and he was really good off the bat. Yeah. So I have these expectations. So if I just take take that and just get rid of it and just be a student. Yeah. And then wait till I get to 401 and say, okay, now what do I need to work on? Yeah. But in, in general, I, I like everything that you're saying because I feel like it's correct, but also really relative to my situation. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll give you three guesses as to what I write about. Relationships? Mm-hmm. Pretty much exclusively. <laughs> I was going to say it three times. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the guesses. You, you can save them later. There's a bonus round. Okay. All right. <laughs> Store them up. But yeah, that's... um. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I feel like I feel like when I'm at my lowest, I like to I want to talk. Talking is is something that is uh, cathartic. Yeah. Talking to pe- having people I don't maybe I don't know. I feel like it's a really unexplored raw thought, but I don't know what when I do play music. I do obviously I enjoy it, and when when you can play a song, and after you're done, all you can do is like smile because you just did that or created that or whatever. That's definitely probably the closest. But I also don't think I'm a true artist because I don't I don't can't super relate to the feeling that you just described. Yeah. And I'm just I want I want that. I want to be able to to do something like that and and feel something. But for the most part, I feel like I just don't have that in me. I want that so very much. Well, I think, um, and I don't know, yeah. but uh, just like not all of the creative outlets that I pursue give me that kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to explore other outlets, you might find that kind of release or that kind of feeling exploring and tapping into other parts of your brain yeah 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 i don't know i don't know what that would be though because that's what i tried to do i said what are what are the things that i want to do and those are the four things improv com uh, comedy music and uh podcasting but that's what like you are telling yourself that you want to do or yeah. that you can consciously think of but like there's a shitload of things out there uh i don't know tai chi um Novel writing, um, jogging. <laughs> I will say, before I fell into that like pit, like I was going to the gym a lot, yeah. and that made me feel good. Yeah. So I definitely get back to that. But just, you're right, there's a lot of things that can do that. I just feel like it's really, I want to get to the point where, I also, I want to, but also I think I shouldn't say that, because I want to get to the point where, I do something, and like you were saying, you feel better afterwards from yeah. having done that. Yeah. And obviously creating a painting is starting with something and finishing. Yeah. With music, I feel like it's continuous. You're always... I mean, you could finish a song technically, but I feel like 
it's continuous because you can play that song again and again. You can't yeah. paint that picture again. That was a one-time thing, and that delivers that you you have yeah. a product. Yeah, I I don't create anything physical. Yeah. So, uh, well, even within that, like, yeah, you could, you could start painting, like, as long as you don't have, which is really hard to do the expectation of, you know, being really good as soon as you start, um, you could try painting, sculpting, uh, sand art, um, glass blowing. <laughs> that might not, I don't know. I feel like uh, once you get into like having a bunch of equipment, it takes away from that immediate release, or not immediate release, but like that active release kind of thing. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't done glass blowing or blacksmithing. <laughs> Smithing, I did. Um, like I said, making videos, and I mean that's not, that's as close to having something tangible. Yeah. Um, for me, and it felt good, but yeah, once because look at this fucking stupid setup. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Um, why is it stupid or ridiculous? Well, because, okay, it's not, but it is, but it's not, I don't know. <laughs> Are you fishing here? <laughs> no, please, the, the, let's put the poles down. It's, um, it's intentional, and I love it, but it's kind of like what you're saying. Once you start having the equipment and do it, it takes away from, from just, like, creating something raw. Yeah, Because yeah. now you're like, oh, well, I want to get better, so I'll get this, and yeah. I'll do this, and I'll do this, and... I don't know. I guess it kind of does take away. And I, for music, it's been dangerous buying new toys and stuff like that. Yeah. On one hand, getting into the craft is like, yeah, I'm getting into this. Mm -hmm. But then if you go too hard or something like that and it doesn't stick around, then you have all these tools and it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Or, or, or more to your point, it's like you're overwhelmed with the perfection and craft. Like, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. Like, if, if all I need is the first acoustic guitar I was ever given and... A nice place to sit, yeah, and maybe a pick. I can it depend on what I'm playing, but that's all I need. And you know, pain. Yeah. And now I have like eighty guitars, <laughs> and I love it, and it makes me happy. But um, if I feel like yeah, I feel, I feel like what you're saying is, if you get distracted with the, the the stuff, you lose the what got you into it, what made it fun, what made it personal. Yeah. Like I remember the first time. I learned how to play guitar in 11th grade. I, I needed an extra class, took a guitar class, got the basics, and then, you know, just been doing it by myself since then. Yeah. My best friend, junior year, uh, Matt Castles, he, he was a, an experienced guitar player, and he had written a song. Mm -hmm. And I was so jealous because it was a good song, and he had a great voice, and he was very talented, and it, it looked effortless. Yeah, yeah. And so... Just playing his song, because obviously, you know, I'm going to learn that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, if it gave me that feeling a little bit, and I wanted to create, and I, I was just not nuanced enough to do so. Yeah. And so I remember the, the, first, the, the one song that I wrote, finishing that song gave me that feeling. And that's, I think, the closest that I've ever come, is really having eight years of fairly on practicing and yeah. learning. Not like... Like, I'm not like an expert or anything. I'm, I barely love a rhythm guitar. So, like, I know you said that, uh, or I feel like you said you have, like, or have had several songs that never came to completion or whatever. Like, you did, did you write songs, like, since from the beginning of starting to learn how to play guitar? I always tried. Yeah. I remember uh, the summer after my junior year, I was living, I, we were in Missouri and I moved to South Carolina. 
and I went to Utah for the summer because that's where um, my dad lived. Mm -hmm. And I took my guitar, and I spent a lot of time trying to write and trying to have these feelings about different people and like and just because I was you know a teenager feeling yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a hopeless romantic. I've been that way, and so like I have these thoughts, but I just like I said I'm not nuanced enough. I haven't had the experience and the wherewithal to look look at the craft as it is and really buy into the process because there is a process there's no getting you can't not have some kind of process so not having any any kind of advanced process and completely winging it and and failing at it just just going about it wrong and trying to do that so yeah i tried a lot early on yeah and then i think because uh, i was in college i got a little distracted with college and work and being in these relationships girls <laughs> um i just play covers and yeah. I, I love covers. That's a good I love way to playing. get into songwriting. That well, for me, it was more having fun with it. That that that's that's where that came in. Because yeah. I love I love playing guitar, but once I was playing songs that I loved, and I, I figured out, oh, I can play that. Yeah, Dave, I can do the that's thing. That's a magical feeling. Exactly, and so I was in this place, and every fucking couple of days. And I could, I could turn up as loud as I want. I could just go at it. Yeah. And I didn't care who was there. And I would just sing and nobody could hear me. No one could hear me mess up. And I would play like, uh, an, I would pick these eight songs and I would put them in order and I would play a show in my living room. And then, you know, I did that. And then uh, I got, a, yeah. So so I, I, I tried to write early on, you know, with life getting in the way. And that's when I got, because I slowly started to lose, not getting to anything creative trying to trying to be an adult and get a job and yeah. and then I, I moved here and I got a job and I was just trying, really depressed playing video games a lot my, I have a bunch of video game friends and then uh, this relationship was great for two months we, we were like we were gonna get married it was like it was yeah. we were like whoa and then four months of us just being miserable to each other yeah. and being miserable getting out of that and saying like wow I didn't do the things that I know I want to do and yeah. that's when I got back into it like, uh, for me, the idea of, like, trying to write songs is weird. Not to, like, put it down at all, but uh, my basically my dad gave me a keyboard, like some kind of Casio keyboard with, like, pre-programmed songs and stuff, uh, when I was, like, 10 or 11. Before that, my mom tried to get me guitar lessons, which I hated. I fucking smashed both metronomes that were given to me because I fucking hate metronomes. Same. Um, my grandma tried to give me and my bro my brother and I piano lessons from the church pianist when I was younger, and that didn't really stick. Um, but anyway, my dad gave me a keyboard, and pretty much as soon as he gave me a keyboard and I was I had gone through like all the different sounds and beats that it came <clears throat> with, uh, I started recording... And I started improving songs. So I would just like either put on a drum beat, like simple drum beat, and like mash keys, uh, and just like make up lyrics. And most of it was like spoken word stuff. That, that's yeah. And uh, I would record it, and I wouldn't go back to it. And sometimes I would use. They have like eight bit versions of like popular songs, but like oh, I had I no. I 
didn't know popular music at that point. Like somehow I didn't listen to the radio or anything, so I had very little knowledge. So I'd, they didn't mean anything to me. I didn't have melodies and lyrics associated with them, so I would make songs on top of that. That's so cool. And I'd record those, and I started like making tapes and making albums. Because like as soon as I got that thing, I was like, I'm going to write songs. And I didn't think like, you know, a song is verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, yep, yep. chorus, whatever. Um, and I wasn't listening to a lot of like super weird music at the time that I started to do that. You know, like I wasn't listening to fucking jazz or I don't know, talking blues or any of that stuff to make me think like, okay, I can go over here. I was just like, I'm going to make a song. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to put a melody on top of another melody. So I'm going to talk for now and I'm, I don't want to write it down. I just want to fucking blab. And, um, I made tapes of that. Then I started, like, I would have an idea for a song, and I would start writing poetry and stuff, and I'd write out lyrics. And I would do basically the same process with the music, where just, like, I might find a couple of chords that I just found just by ear, and they weren't good, but I would make songs, do that, do that for a couple of years, and then my dad got me a guitar, and I basically did the same thing. What kind of guitar? I know you don't know An brand. acoustic guitar. I, I no, honestly, that, I honestly yeah. had no idea. I could not tell you it was brown. <laughs> Did it? Was it like a cutaway? What's a cutaway? Um, so you know how like the full round, it's like instead of it curves out. So I'll draw. Yeah, draw me a picture. This is good audio content. <laughs> <laughs> They'll deal. So that's like a regular guitar. Yeah. And then a cutaway is like. Whoa! No. Yeah, it was the regular. It wasn't a Picasso guitar. <laughs> it was a regular guitar. <laughs> okay, I can't draw. Okay. I, I would or you can draw, amazingly, and you should start painting right now. <laughs> I'm going to keep working on this. Yeah, make, make me a Cubist guitar. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started doing the same thing with acoustic guitar. Like, I, I learned you can do anything you want with a power chord, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it was off to the races. I made, like, three or four cassettes cassette tapes because I'm old uh, albums and that's better right that one that's the right that's a cutaway okay like, yeah I did not I did not have that but that you is a right better one. drawing <laughs> but I'm not judging you <laughs> all right all right um, <laughs> uh, oh yeah so um, I just made them for myself mm -hmm. and like what when I got the acoustic guitar I started actually being interested in music uh besides random things that I would hear on the radio or on TV. And that probably started influencing me a little bit, but by then I already had the germ of, like, I just want to write songs all the time. Like, I want to make melodies. I had started singing instead of talking all the time with the guitar because it was really hard for me to, like, talk. And play? Like, talk and play yeah instead of assigning a melody that you can sing over chords like mm -hmm. that's easier or at the time that was easier than doing that so that was just you know for myself i would listen to it over and over and like critique myself and um when i got to high school um i had a, a best friend who later became the bassist to my acoustic band in new york yeah the trio yeah um, and he, 
he loved like all the stuff I did. I still have the tapes of me playing like keyboard shit when oh, I was a kid. Awesome. Like he was like a super fan and he like went crazy over it and like devoured the music and wanted me to like keep making more tapes and stuff. So I actually had somebody who was interested and that was a great feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then I just got better at making myself happy with the end result of writing songs. But for a while, it was just a mishmash of weird bullshit. Interesting. <laughs> and um, now, the thing that I like about the punk band is I can do a lot more with my vocals as far as songwriting because I can get back to like talking or yelling. A lot of the times it's yelling, screaming, without melody. And I can be more percussive in writing where I'm not concerned about a melody going along with guitar. I'm concerned about where it's hitting in the beat. You know what I mean? Interesting. So that's something new that I really like. Because um, for the longest time, uh, when I was a preteen or whatever, a tween, I didn't like like hardcore or metal that was non-melodic. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't understand why you'd want to sing scream without melody like it seemed like wasted and like why would anybody want to listen to this and I started getting into uh, more hardcore and like Minor Threat was the first big band that like never really had melodies and I was like this is really fucking cool like this is another instrument like he doesn't need melody because it's compelling I'm trying so hard to figure out how that would work what do you mean not having melody in a band that song? Um, just like, I don't know. You, you have to explain it. I'll figure it out you after. You scream stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you scream stuff, but like to a meter, and like you still are conscious of the drum and the bass and the guitar, but you're not as worried about melody. I'll listen. Post show, I'll listen to the minor threat. I don't, I don't, I don't, melody has always been the hardest thing for me. It's super hard. It's super difficult. And it's also, I guess for the music that I want, solo music, you gotta, you gotta have melody. And I think that's the thing. Potentially. For me, I have to, I can't, I'm not, I have nowhere near level of talent to not have melody. I had a point. Um, Sorry. No, 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 I just forgot it. Let's, uh, does it sound? Uh, it does. It does. No, it sounds fine. Fuck. What was I? Um, go ahead, melody. Hard to imagine. Uh, singing with no melody. Back further. Um. Writing. Writing songs. I was just kind of making up words and mashing keys to a drum beat. Mm-hmm. Uh. You have the acoustic guitar. Take it till you make it. Um. I, um... Musically, I think we're talking about... I think it was something about lyrics. Yeah. I think it was, um... Fuck, man. (laughs) I I had a really good, a really good thing. I, um... When I, when I 
do... Oh, I think it was... Oh, that's, wait, I think I got it. <laughs> I think it was... Because um, you talked about... You're talking about where you got your lyrics from, I think, was what kind of prompted me to think about where I got my lyrics from. Okay. Right? Did you uh, I didn't, but I want you to get this I thing get, out. I, Part of me like wants to like sabotage and like <laughs> throw stuff in just because it's funny, but <laughs> I do want you to get there. It's probably... Because it's, 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 I didn't talk about how... I get lyrics. I feel like you talked. You 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 asked me about it. And I feel like I had a thought. It came something something in my mind said, talk about lyrics, because you. I think you asked me. Uh, you asked me when I started. Did I start writing at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. And then I took a lull of not, and then I did. Yeah. I don't think I. I don't know. I um. I feel like that's that's one thing. So I, I'm. I'm a person who talks in relationships. Okay. And I talk to my partner, yeah. typically. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was, this past, the most the most recent two, I couldn't talk to them because they didn't, they weren't responsive. Yeah. Like, I figured out that my, the partner that I'm going to have in the future has to be a good listener and has to be patient because I talk and talk and talk. Yeah. And sometimes I don't have a point and I talk to find that point. Yeah. And I repeat myself a lot. Yeah. I, I get I make sure that I know my point, um, and so I never felt I had emotions bottled up. I never had something that I needed because I've always felt very comfortable sharing. I feel I, okay. I don't I don't feel, and with these past relationships, they both made me feel so uncomfortable to be myself and to share my thoughts and feelings. Like you treat me bad, or I'm sad, or whatever. And yeah. you know, if if you don't have a place to to share that, like that's not good. And so I think that's what inspired a lot of my writing. Yeah. And um, I don't, I've always wanted to, I think I'm getting worn in my thought. I've always wanted to write something that I'm proud of. Yeah. But I've also wanted to write something that someone else would like. And I feel like that's bullshit on one hand, but also makes sense. But also that's not why you should do it. Yeah. And so hearing you talk about what you talked about, the thing I'm getting it, you did it. You got the thing and you just rolled with it and you created your own your own thoughts and feelings. You just talked, you wrote, whatever. Yeah. I have a lot of and there's only been one other time where I've been in a relationship where I need to write because I couldn't share. Yeah. And that was when I first my senior year of high school, the year after I saw, and I wrote about this one relationship that I was in that was really shitty. Yeah. And so I don't know, I, I I've I've tried writing a song while in a good mood. Yeah. Never goes well. Never goes well. Yeah. Writing a song when I'm in a sad or bad mood. Yeah. Usually I can get some creativity out of it. Squeeze something. I think uh, for me, like, it depends. If I have, like, a certain song that I'm working on or an idea for a song that would lend itself to me being, like, really angry or depressed... But if I'm in a good mood, like, sometimes it'll help me, like, with melody because, like, I feel good and I feel like, you know, just la, 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 yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah. la, la, Oh, yeah, this sounds great together. Like, um, <laughs> You write when you're sad and you compose when you're happy. When you're in a place where you can manage no, to like, take that. No, like, there's no, I just, now I just No, do sorry, it. not not like there's a process, but, like, that's kind of what we're, I feel like that's that's where my mind went, was, like, yeah. I can't write when I'm happy. Yeah. And I don't think I can compose when I'm sad. Maybe that's maybe that maybe that's a little more true. Obviously it's not true all the time, but Yeah. 
I think uh, unless unless it's a certain kind of thing or a certain kind of song, I I can access the disgust that I have in me all the time to like write uh, write not happy lyrics when I am in a good mood. You can? I can. I can access hmm. those parts of my brain without bringing myself down. Okay, okay. I think I, think I can too. I think what I said was bullshit. <laughs> because I think that... Yes! Comment. Yeah, I'm, I feel like um, when I had those two lines, mm-hmm. those were like sad. Yeah. And if, I don't remember if I w- had a bunch of other lines that I would just write down or just... I had these feelings that I collected when I was sad. And then when I was in, I don't want to say I was happy, but I was okay. Yeah. I decided to try to write a song and I just, I just like vomited on the notepad and it was just like all these feelings that I had been feeling over the past couple months. Yeah. Just like boom, boom, boom. And it like, it's kind of catchy mm-hmm. and it's like, I like the flavor of that line and like. Then they said the chords just, I just, they just like, you know, like, oh gosh, I have this, this, boom, done. And it's just like, I wasn't terribly sad or in a great mood. I was, just, I was in a great mood because I just wrote a song, yeah. but like, yeah, it, it was just, and then the other, the other thing, like the second, my second song was like, I had all these feelings about that person. Yeah. And then once I sat down and tried to, I was like, I just was playing guitar and I'm like, let me look at that one uh, thing. I like this chord and this chord together, and it kind of sounds like this one song. So I don't. I want to. I want to steer away from that because I want to be my own thing. But I don't want that to influence whatever. So then I start playing it, and then I'm like, well, uh, I have this thought. So let me write that down. And then oh, I thought this too. And then I write that down. And then I'll, I'm tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep rhyme scheme a little bit and then yeah. syllables. I'm like, okay, I'll change that word. Uh, and then all of a sudden, I've got. Uh, I like what you said about not one is to song structure because mm-hmm. my first song is like structured yeah my second song same kind of, it, it's it's like it's verse chorus first chorus first chorus bridge but the choruses don't have any words mm-hmm. and I, f- I feel like i like that because yeah. it's not normal but it's it's just my thing yeah but there is no normal no exactly anymore. exactly well, i guess i don't know it's Pop songs are still generally pop songs. But, yeah. like, in the wider scope of, like, known semi-popular music, like, people have explored the fuck out of the form, you know? Yes. And I, I feel like, I don't know, like, the song, the, the third song that I'm working on is just three verses. Mm-hmm. And it's got, like a like, a slow... Like a bum, 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 bum. Like, I didn't do a good job, but it's just like <laughs> six strums. Okay. A four, four chords in the first half, and then a quick, and then like a ringing one. Yeah. And to me, it sounds like you all you need is a kick drum. Just yeah. To, just to hold that beat. You just need a Meg White there. Exactly. And so, I uh, I don't know what that is, so I just agreed and moved on. <laughs> well, what? This is a drummer for the White, or ex-drummer for the White Stripes. I don't know if they're still a band. I, uh, she was very simple, and a lot of the times it's just thump, 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 thump. Sorry. <laughs> they hate me down there. They <laughs> fucking hate me. Because um, I have a nice amp. Um, but yeah. They hate me because I have a nice amp. <laughs> <laughs> you rich bastard. No, I'm loud. And this is a really old house. You could have a loud, shitty amp. Or I do. Yeah, whatever. I do. Half, half, half price MSRP off Craigslist. Means nothing to me. 
that except I, Craigslist. I understand that part. I paid half of what that amp is worth. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that means something to me. I love. I fucking anyway. Um, I feel a little pretentious talking about my songs, but I also really like talking about the process. So you should. Okay. Um, and I only have three, so it's pretty quick to get get through <laughs> them all. And then I've like I've, I have a bunch of other ones that don't have chords, and I keep I keep like I'll go visit it, and I'm like try something and I don't like it so I leave it alone. That 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 to me is like I don't want to force it, but yeah. I want to create. I want to sit down and I want to write. I want this to be a song. I want to what I want to do. Uh, oh fuck, I remembered that thing from do earlier. It, do it, do it. I uh I recorded my my first song uh-huh. and I sent it to uh, my two friends Tom and Brandon. Okay. I will not listen to it. You won't listen to it? I won't listen to it. I hate the sound of my voice okay. so much. And singing, I li- I remember when I, f- oh, okay. So going, b- I remember, when I, before I wrote the song, I had a, a, a nighttime, like going to sleep, thought, and I recorded myself kind of, you know, getting the melody a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And then I listened to it back, and I'm like, oh, I should never sing in front of people. And that's, to me, that sucks, because I hate the sound of my voice, but I love singing. Yeah. I love singing. And I feel like if I can get over the shyness and feel like I suck, then uh, it's, I'm good. Yeah. Because I can... I, I don't want to say I'm good. I just... I feel... It feels good to sing. Yeah. And so part of me is like, I love doing this, but the other part is like, I don't think it's good. So I won't listen to the recording. Yeah. But they said it was good. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a little pitchy because I don't practice that much and mm-hmm. whatever. But like, one of my friends is very complimentative and, and it's like, I want to believe, but also like, I don't know. Yeah. And so, like, going to that, or what a music thing I told you about, the meetup, uh-huh. like, every time I've gone, cause they, they call you beforehand and they talk to you about your, your upcoming match and they try to figure out what the best people to match you with. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to try and sing. And then, like, this time I'm going to try to do it. And it wasn't until last time that I tried, that I turned the, the speaker way down so you yeah. could, like, bar- I could barely hear it. Uh-huh. And I'm sure they couldn't, but it was fun because I was actually doing it. Yeah. And so that's kind of. Where I'm at, because you because that that's what you're talking about. You're talking about recording and like critiquing, and I'm just like, oh, okay. if I if I listened, it's like um, and I told this story on another episode where when I was first writing the song, there was one lyric that I thought was I thought was super cringy, and I was not I didn't want it, but I let it happen yeah. so that I could finish writing the whole song, and then yeah. I went back and changed it. Yeah. But if I had stopped myself, then I might not have gotten where I got. So I don't want to stop myself by listening to myself and discouraging yeah. myself, um, myself. I said that like 8,000 times. Um, I don't want to listen to myself and stop myself from playing, but I yeah. know that I would. That's that you would stop yourself. Because I don't, I don't like yeah. the way I sing. Uh, so uh, two things made me think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess first thing, whatever. Um, yeah, we're in a great period of history where like, you don't have to be a good singer for people to appreciate your music. And it's like anything else where you just... You practice, and you might never be a good singer, but you, you know, just gotta practice forever until you figure out whether or not you can, at the end, stand the sound of your own voice. But there's plenty of uh, singers that I like that don't conventionally have a good voice, and you know, everybody talks about Bob Dylan and stuff, and he still was a good singer, and now he sounds like a dying Louis Armstrong. Um, and the other thing is. Uh, Oh, damn it. Now I'm going to lose it. No. Uh, the was, other thing. I was talking about not liking the voice. Not liking the voice. Stopping myself that. from uh, doing something, writing. I talked a lot about writing. We talked about writing. 
wanting to not, not recording, not listening, sending it to my friends, getting compliments, not wanting to stop myself. Shit. Damn it. Oh, it's gone. Oh. Okay, well, what are your thoughts on that? My, my debt? F- no, that. Oh. That is not, that would be the weirdest. <laughs> what do you think about debt? No. <laughs> <It> sucks. <laughs> um, no, like. <sighs> wait, on what? The process of wanting to be a singer. Yeah. But not being good and not singing, not listening. I don't know. Just, just oh. the general. Uh, this, I don't think this is what I was thinking of, but um, something that I think is good to do. I think with anything that you do, really, is, like, stepping away, like, a lot of times... Oh, I remember now, and I'll get back to it. Stepping... No, say, say, it, say it now. Say okay. It. Um, you were talking about uh, a bunch of, like, song pieces that you have, and I have, like, maybe a decade's worth, and I'm not talking, like, thousands, but from at least a decade ago, like, snippets of songs, uh, snippets of lyrics, snippets of melody, like, recorded files that I've transferred from shitty computer to shitty computer... Um, thumb drive to thumb drive I have all those things uh, and every once in a while like I'll go through my computer and like if I want an idea for a song I'll look at those old things and a lot of them like I know kind of where they are and I can bring them up in my memory now but there's a lot of things that I forget I have a terrible memory so there are a lot of song snippets I was like wow I wrote that like that's kind of neat like it's still not finished and I don't know what to do with it but it's neat and sometimes I'll be thinking about a new idea or a new phrase, lyric, line, whatever, and I will put it into like a five-year-old melody that I had barely started and make a song. Um, I fucking love doing that. That's that awesome. Is such a great feeling, like to have closure on this thing that I was super excited about for a couple of weeks, and I was like, uh, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Save it here. Give it a weird name if you know there's not an apparent title. And I won't remember it for 10 years. Uh, So I do a lot of that. And finishing up the thought. Stepping away. Step away. away, Like, get intense about writing something. And when you hit a wall, like you were talking about not wanting to listen to the recording. Like, don't listen to it for like two weeks. I I can't ever listen to it. You have to. I, I still have I, I, what I wanted. I talked about wanting. Or get, in, get into punk where like you could yell. <laughs> I don't have the voice for yelling. I really, I wish I had a. I, obviously, I wish I had a singing voice, but I, I wish I had like a grittier voice. Yeah. Like, because um, I feel like that that is like a good. I don't know. Like listening to certain people who I love. I'm just like, on one hand, I love everything that you make, but fuck you, because you're so much better, and I'm yeah. just, I want that. I want to be able to. I don't know, and and on one hand, it's just like, if I'm if I'm feeling average or confident. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll just and I'm with somebody I'm comfortable with. I'll just say you know what, I don't care. I'm gonna sing. And I've had problems with people I've been dating in the past because they just <laughs> there's there's a quote I remember because I think and this was this is something I I actually kind of want to get into is um your partner how your partner relates to uh, your creative endeavors mm-hmm. and like I had uh, there's this other performer at the Coalition Dashiell Kirk episode okay. nine and he. Uh, he is dating another performer at the Coalition. Scandal. They've been dating for like four years. Scandal. Scandal. Four-year-old scandal. <laughs> um, and I, so I was dating the girl I dated for a short time, who was terrible to me. Okay. 
and I was making the podcast, obviously, because we were, we were doing an episode, and she wouldn't listen to it. That's that's dumb. On on one hand, I don't I don't want anyone to feel like they have to listen to the show. Nope, I don't want anyone to like when I ask people. That's like the thing. Like you don't have to. I just want to know if you do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I uh, I plugged it once on my Facebook. And then I have a separate Instagram and Twitter account. I might retweet that or like whatever. But in general, I try to keep it out of people's face so that they don't have to feel like I'm pressured. I'm like, listen to my children, my shit. Yeah, yeah. So with her, on one hand, I didn't care. But on the other hand, it was like, you're so against it. And Dash's opinion was, she should listen to one. Support you, listen yeah. to one. Yeah. But she would outwardly like talk about not listening to it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so another thing is like, being an uh, aspiring musician, or I think I can say musician. Yeah. I'm an aspiring comedian because I've never done it, but I'm a musician because I can play music. Also, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll go on record as that. Being a musician, I, I want to play, and I want my partner to, to be like, you should play a song for me. And even if I'm bad, just be encouraging and yeah. supportive because that makes you feel really good. It makes you like happy. Yeah. And so I, I vividly remember, she's like, I'm immune to musicians because she didn't want me to ever like play for her. And it was just like... She wouldn't get involved in any of that stuff. Yeah. And so, like, um, that's something that I've had a problem with with other people. But, like, trying to get to a place where it's like, I'm just going to do my thing and hope that you are close enough to me to to be okay with it. Yeah. And what I don't like is when people go out of their way to make you feel shitty for it or, like, not unsupportive. And, I mean, like, regardless if I'm good or not, I still want that support. Yeah. And you should have it, like... If you have a true partner, um, you know, ideally that loves you, um, they, their job is at the minimum to humor you and encourage you. Um, you know, like outside of listening to one podcast, like they should listen to several or like, you know, half, half of them or whatever, just, just because they you know, that's a part of your life and it's like you expressing yourself and they would get to know you better by hearing your thoughts when you're not directly in conversation with them. And, uh, my wife supports the shit out of everything I do. She encourages the shit out of everything. She like talks to me about it. She likes stuff. Like I know she's not humoring me. Is she going to listen to this? Uh, I don't know. Did you, did you tell her that you were doing it? I did. Okay. I didn't just sneak out of the house. <laughs> no, no, no. Going no, out no. for cigarettes, baby. I may or may not come back. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, anyway, you. she supports the shit out of me. Um, I support her. That's great. Um, I don't think I've ever been in a relationship where my partner or girlfriend or whatever didn't at least humor me. And I can't imagine... Being with somebody that won't even pretend. Like, I've had people that, like, I'll show stuff to, and I can tell, like, there's, like, they're just blank, and, like, a wash is right over them. They're like, yeah, that sounded great. And, like, I could play, like, Smash Mouth for them. Like, yeah, that sounded great. But at least they fake it. Yeah, yeah. And there's they they don't want to be discouraging. She was outright discouraging on so many different levels. Yeah, yeah. It, it it fucked me up. Yeah. And I'm still reeling a little bit. Like it wasn't until like Thursday that I finally crawled out and like <laughs> like it was bad. And it's just like that's what the song's about. The song the first song is about like feeling shitty. Yeah. 
Like, you're shitty. Well, you made me feel shitty, basically, is what it is. Are those lyrics? <sighs> no. <laughs> I'm not in a punk band. <laughs> I write sad boy acoustic songs. Yeah, you could still... Uh... I, I really am curious to see how they would translate to a full band and different, yeah. different sounds. Oh, yeah, that was another thing I was going to ask. So, uh, like, when I started doing acoustic guitar, like, the, I don't know, first year or so that I did it, it was, I was just me. And before I had a band, like, I started doing uh, keyboard beats, and then I'd do, like, I never had a good music program or garage band, but I would make beats. And sometimes I would, like, put other instruments on top of the guitar when I recorded it. Do you do that at all? I actually wrote this down. The, um... So early on, what I really wanted to do, I wanted to be a drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard this drum beat that I loved, and anytime I could find a keyboard with drum sounds, I would just go, pop, pop, and just play it. Mm-hmm. And it was so simple, and that's what got me into like playing music because yeah. I listened to music before, but like playing was like that. That sounds incredible. I want to. That sounds like fun. You want to do that? But you know, I don't have drums. Yeah, I don't have access to drums. Yeah, um, and I didn't think I could play guitar. And I told the story, I think, to Michael. Um, Oh, the Slash thing. You remember, you listened to the episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, thinking, like, I'll never be as good as Slash. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's such a weird thing. But yeah. that that was, like, my thought process. Like, I'll never be good at guitar. Yeah. And now I'm fairly decent. Like, I know most of the basic chords. Yeah. And I, I can play. And so, like, with drums, like, definitely, I still think that. Like, I, my, I played my friend Ryan's drums, and I'm like, I could never do this. Obviously, if I put the time in and, like, yeah. really worked on rhythms and stuff, of course I can get it. But just, like, yeah, so... I early at the beginning, of course, no, because I, I didn't have any any yeah, software. Yeah. I bought when I moved to New Orleans. That was 2011 or 12. I was 20 years old, mm-hmm. and I bought an iPad specifically so I could play drums on GarageBand. Yeah, and um, I because they have a lot of instruments, and the iPad was really good because you could play things and record on there, and it was great. And so I wrote one song. Mm-hmm. It took me like two or three weeks to flesh it out and it didn't have any lyrics it was just like i played a funky drum beat and then i throw guitar chords over it and i throw a bass line and then i throw a lead guitar and then i threw a clav and then i threw these other weird sounds i'm like i want to get this sound and this sound and this sound yeah and it just came into this thing that in my opinion is like incredible but i remember my family's like oh you're doing that again because i would listen to it and they would know exactly because it's very distinct yeah. And so that's the only time I've ever been successful at making a song with other instruments. Yeah. Because I had a bunch of different smaller projects in that same time with the same kind of recipe that really were just me exploring and trying things. And I love drum beats, love the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I, uh, I didn't really have, you know, I stopped because I was in college. So I stopped doing music really, just covers on like every month or two. I would pull the guitar out and just jam yeah and then uh recently i tried to get my uh, old ass ipad to like load it and play but it just isn't the same i try to record drums and it comes out off kilter and i'm just oh, like <sighs> just very uninspired with that because it's like I, i'm not i don't have enough talent or time put into the bass guitar or drums or anything to to feel free enough to like make something good. Yeah. In my opinion, good. Make something that's worth my time to make. Yeah. And so I've I've kind of focused on what I think is is which is get a guitar, get some chords, get some words and write what I feel. Yeah. And that's been really good. I have like nine songs and I what I want to do is I want to not make an album but record like a demo album for yeah. me just yeah. to do it, just to have a goal and complete it because yeah. 
maybe that could turn into something, maybe not, who knows, but like, obviously I want to be in a band, yeah. but I want it to be the right kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. So, to answer your question, the one time, and I actually <laughs> wrote like, first garage band on here, because I was like, that was another time where musically I was, I was performing at what I believe to be a high level, and if I can find it, I actually really want to show it to you, okay. I don't. I don't think. I don't know what your your jam of music is, but I feel like you'd appreciate it for me being twenty years old and new to music. I can comfortably say I like everything but classical. Really? I can appreciate classical, but I don't actively enjoy listening to it. Interesting. Well, um, shit. Stepping stepping away. Did we did we flesh that out? You. I think I had comments, but we got away from it. I um. That's something that I've, I've made a big priority when it comes to writing the music that I'm writing. Yeah. Is like, because like I said, I w- I'll hop into, because I have a, you know, I, I don't know why I'm going to show you this because I'm just, it's going to be quick, but I have like all these songs. Uh-huh. And so like two of them have chords, but the rest of them are just like organized lyrics. Yeah. And I have, maybe I have a melody and I'll try, I'll go into it and I'll like, do I have it today? No. I'll see you next time I'm inspired to open the notepad again. Yeah. So I feel like I'm good at that. But also, like, on one hand, you should push yourself more. But on the other hand, you shouldn't force it. I think it's kind of similar to the relationship thing. Where, like, certain songs, like, it's just got to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that checks out. But I feel like, I feel like it, there's a subset of belief that you could say that it's better when you don't force it because if you're forcing it then you're yeah, just like that's... trying to like i gotta make it i got make it like making a pop song like yeah i want this to be an expression of how i feel yeah. and like my first two songs the, the 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 music plays into the feeling that i'm going with with the words mm-hmm. like feeling like i don't know it just worked out and I'm proud and happy with that. And then I think to other songs where I may have forced it a little bit, and I'm like, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So I tr- trashed it or something. And, yeah. You know, like I, <laughs> this is this this is the most embarrassing thing I might have ever said on the show. I tried to write a Jack the Ripper theme song based on letters he sent to the police. That sounds great. Why is that embarrassing? To me, it's embarrassing because <laughs> I took like sections and just reorganized it, and I was I was like, I like the idea, but then I got to the part where I had to like sing it and I'm like oh no oh baby what is you doing no 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 like fuck like take the idea if you want it because I didn't I don't want it it yeah. doesn't work it doesn't I guess it just doesn't work for what I want to do I think um I don't know my my influences with the uh, singers and stuff have really influenced me to like want to write the specific like write about this or that, or that. and just like these sad feelings that I have, that to me is what made the music that I have written to me good. Yeah. Like, again, un- uninspired creativity to me is just forcing it. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these songs, I wasn't, ins- I wasn't, I, I didn't set out and say, like, I'm going to write a song. It was just like, I had this thought. The line was, I think you find me more attractive with a busted lip. <laughs> and so, like, that was something that was just in my mind. And it was just like, I'd be riding my bike to go to her house. And I'm like, she'd probably find me more attractive if I had a busted lip. And so then it just turned into like the hook. And it was just, to me, it was like, I, I have this, this melody, I have this thought. And then just, again, like I said, I just vomited lyrics. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. And it was like inspired. Yeah. And so to me, that, that was the feeling that we, they talked about earlier that I wish that I had. Yeah. I had it with that song. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I play that 
and I feel better about the situation. I still feel shitty about it, but having the chance to play it was like, oh, you know, that's how I felt. Yeah. And playing it, getting to share that feeling with uh, nobody really, but like saying it out loud yeah. makes me feel good. And I want to take it to like an open mic because I, yeah. like, I feel like it's there. Yeah, I I mean, I think it gives you, like, a, uh, I don't know exactly, but it, it seems like it can give you power over a situation, like, Ooh. you're powerless over, like, that relationship's gone, so you are powerless over, like, all the stuff that happened, but now you have power, like, you are getting to express yourself, but not only express yourself, like, you know, maybe you should have had a conversation with her, or she should have treated you better, like, you are turning it into art, you are, like, projecting, you are releasing this thing. She, um, the, this, 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 this is a quick synopsis of how the relationship ended. Um, we were hanging out at her house, you know, we had a couple of glasses of wine, mm-hmm. and she said something to the effect of, I know I treat you shitty, and I don't want to change that. And so I was like, ah. but I didn't have that reaction until yeah. a couple of days later. And so then, of course, I didn't want, I was like taking time to think and like, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I know you, I know you treat me shitty and sometimes you're nice, but having that thought in my head, like, you know, you're doing it and you're not working towards fixing that. Yeah. And then I brought it up to her and she got so mad at me and she turned defensive because she was in the wrong. And so then I was like, I'm gonna, basically in my mind I was like I'm going to break up with her so let's have a conversation I want to talk to her I want to talk to her in person and share my thoughts and feelings because yeah. that's the kind of normal fucking person that I am I want to talk about my feelings yeah. but of course she doesn't want to talk about her feelings that's like the trend of the relationship yeah. so I text her I'm like let's, let's talk and she says basically again to the effect of we don't need to talk we want different things and that was the end of it I didn't get to I didn't there was no resolution for me yeah, and sucks. and with the other relationship there was also no real resolution because she wouldn't she wouldn't listen to what I had to say she had she knew what what the thing was and I and, I, and you don't fucking know anything because you're not listening to what I'm saying so both of those relationships unresolved which I think is partly why there was such a big like depression depression period yeah so yeah you're 100% right I wrote that song and it's my way of communicating like that's how you made me feel. Yeah. You do only love me when or you're only loving when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a line, but like that's that's the idea behind the line. It's just like yeah, having that song empowers me cuz like that's what I was going to fucking I was I was basically going to tell you that song. Yeah. In in obviously not as melodic, yeah. but like yeah, and and then the other song, the second song is about the other one. Yeah. Just like like I basically, honestly, it's like I wasted a lot of time yeah. dealing with you. Like that's what it says. And to me, like I, I didn't, I didn't think that until you said it. But yeah, those songs give me power over the situations where they took the power away from me, and they yeah. dis. Honestly, they were very disrespectful to me in general. Yeah. And on one hand, I, I like to think them like they're both great people. They're both trying their best. I, we're both we're both humans, and. I wasn't necessarily great to the first one. Like, we were miserable to each other. But the second one, no excuse for that shit. Yeah. But just, like, t- and on the show, I don't know which episodes, but there, I think it was my friend Tom, his second appearance. He was, like, he basically made me say, like, no, they were shitty to you. Yeah. And, like, get, that was very cathartic. But, like, yeah, you nailed it. And I just explained it, like, four times. That's okay. But I told you, I repeat, I repeat myself a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm a talker. Um, so you should be good at uh, writing courses. <laughs> I'm not actually. Courses is my worst because I don't. 
Ver- I, I have a song that's mostly verses. Like yeah. Three songs that are mostly verses. Um, how do you feel about? Did you? Did we? Did you? Was there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I don't. Like did you I said co- before? I don't talk a lot. What? Mm-hmm. Did you come with any expectations? Um, just based on the other episodes I listened to, I figured that you were going to talk about relationships, but mm-hmm. that was the only thing. I don't think there's going to be an episode where I don't talk about relationships. And that's fine. Because like, I feel like that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. All and I mean, you know, different people ideally should have uh, different perspectives and, you know. But I also feel like the perspective that I've gained, not just doing the show, but living while doing the show, like the past three or four months, I feel like it's working towards the, the opinion that you kind of have. Like we have similar opinions and like just relax, be yourself and meet people and... Yeah. You know, anything beyond that, I guess, is is up for discussion. But I'm not there, so there's no reason to like have that conversation because yeah. I don't have anything to talk about. I could talk about the past, but obviously, it hasn't gone well on multiple occasions. Like the only relationship that's ended well is that two and a half year because we split amicably because we were you know going to, we grew apart. Yeah, and it's like that's a beautiful thing, but the rest of it's all shitty. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. I, I don't shy away from talking about relationships. The only thing I think I told I think I talked about it on Britney's episode. I had four um, single white men, yeah. and it felt it felt like we were getting whiny a little bit because they all had the same kind of opinions. Yeah, and I know with Tom's episode, I love I love everything I do, but like I don't want to come off as like a whiny person. I want, but I have these thoughts and opinions, and yeah. I don't know they're they're real and. But saying them over and over again and having that in my, not in my face, but just having that, that dialogue four time, four weeks in a row yeah. was like, that was the part where I was like, am I talking about relationships much? Do I need, do I need to take a break and get away from it? And I felt like today was like proof that like, no, 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 I'm growing. And that was just a step in the process. Well, four of the same stuff. I was just like marching or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, relationships, I don't think that will never be a topic because it's something that interests me so much. Yeah. Um, Though I think I think we didn't talk about too much was improv, but I feel like we got onto it kind of enough. I mean, are you excited for the show? I am. Is um, Octavia coming? Uh, possibly. Uh, we have to like figure out things in general because um, of like childcare. Mm-hmm. Like whenever we have events, we have to like scramble to find somebody to watch son. But we'll see. She's come to past improv performances. Um, she likes it. I if if so, I want to meet her for sure. Yeah, I want to meet. Uh, I met uh, one of my one on one classmates' parents uh, after a lab set we did, uh-huh. and they were so nice. It was a really fun time. I don't know improv improv teams. That's kind of been something that I've I've loved is like growing with a team. Yeah, because I want to have my own like team that performs, but. You know it's hard to do early on, and so having a class, the team that you're forced to be around and eventually grow with, is is really is really fun, and I'm really looking forward to hopefully, uh, you know, make keeping the relationships. Well, as you know, we like to end the show with asking, "What's the weirdest thing in my room?" And uh, now it's your turn. Am I allowed to get up and like inspect? Absolutely, things? feel free. I can. Uh, the thing, the thing that's been bugging me a lot, and you heard this on Brittany's episode, is I'm starting to get the same answer now with the with my the cameras that I have. Yeah, I didn't even like where the hell is one's Did you right move there, it? and then one's right there. Oh, that's a camera. That doesn't that one that one up there doesn't even work. 
That one, that one's broken. Yeah. But and like I said, I don't, I don't use them. They're to make sure my house isn't on fire and my cat's still okay. Oh, the bookshelf. The bookshelf has some stupid shit on it for sure. That's okay. <laughs> I need like a motherfucker. I read uh, Freedom. That was a good one. I uh, I have, I have yet to read it. Freedom is it the yeah by. Phony. <laughs> um. All right, I guess. I guess. (laughs) Like, all right, honestly, the weirdest thing for me, but it's not weird, is, like, football stuff. But it's not like it makes you a weird person Mm -hmm. and, like, you know... You're not into sports? The majority... I I like playing sports a lot. Yeah, playing. I don't like watching them, and I don't like the culture of sports fandom. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, that's, you know, it's a normal thing, and I don't want to make you feel bad. The the friends thing with the giraffe and the monkey. I think the mouse. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I found... I'm going to call it a monkey. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your file? Yes, that's my final answer. I found that at Goodwill, and I bought it because I had the idea of having a wall dedicated. So we just, I just, it just, the audio just cut off again. Um... What I was saying is the, I had the idea of putting up things, and so you'll see a lot of things from meetups, like the uh, the two blue things on the top right mm-hmm. are uh, subway passes in Chicago. Cool. My friends went to Chicago. The loop? I think so. And then <laughs> those pictures right there are from uh, my friend's wedding I went to in early October. Cool. Uh, what is that? Oh, I just take it to the Arizona State Fair. Um... That's a receipt from Whataburger from our Houston trip, and then we did an escape room, and that's the my sticker. I want to do an escape room. Escape rooms are incredible. Yeah. And it's so, it's mo- so much fun with like a big group of people you know, and I don't think we we <laughs> we haven't escaped. We haven't won yet. <laughs> We've done two. The first one we did, we were on the last puzzle, and one of my friends had figured it out. Yeah. But we uh, we just let him let we didn't listen to what he said. <laughs> uh, what we had to do is we had to get the flash drive out of the room yeah. and so we heard him coming we knew our time was up so I took the flash drive and just slid it under the door because the idea was to just get it out of the room Yeah. so I like to think that we did win yeah um, you had to be in possession of it when it left the room well if you, he laughed and said no one's ever done that because <laughs> I, I, I slid it under and then he came to unlock us and he just laughed because he softly <laughs> slid under and then the second one I don't think we were even close because the puzzle was just so difficult one day we're going to fucking get it but can you, um can you I'm oh, sorry, can you pause real quick? Why? Because I have to piss and I tried to <laughs> We're like we're like at the end. This is the end. I mean if you want to keep going, like I'm more than happy to. No, no, no. Let's let's ride it out. Let's ride it out. Right, yeah, I, I have to, I also have to, for okay. the record. I, yeah. I I was thinking about it. Um well then yeah, I guess at the end, uh do you have any plugs? Uh yeah, uh, so my band is Pissing Contests, and uh, our album Shits the Hits is on pissing-contest.bandcamp.com. We'll put a link in the description. Okay. Tweet it out. Um, I have uh, my weird solo acoustic with other instruments EP on aonyahweh.com. Uh... Big ups to the Coalition Theater. Yep, I plug them. Hardcore. Um, I guess that's it. Personal like Instagram, Twitter? Uh, my personal Instagram is Aon Yahweh. Um, sometimes I post on there. Mm-hmm. I don't do Twitter. 
I do Twitter. Not out of like, you know, fuck it, but I just, <laughs> I'm not good at social media. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll, you have to text me those because I don't know how to spell any of that shit. Okay. And there was a lot of dots. Um, <laughs> great. Well then, I, and you know, I have trouble ending the episode. Okay. So it feels weird to just be like, bye, but like. Yeah. Um. Gotta get a catchphrase, man. That's what Pete calls it, and that's a great way to end the episode, because it's just like, you say it, and then it's done. But I, I don't want to copy that. And also, I'm already in, and I don't want to start something in the middle, so it's just like, well, fuck. Yeah. Um, giraffe, monkey, friendship. Left <laughs> my heart out when the rest of me is down. Me, even when you're not around If there are boundaries I will try to knock them down I'm latching on, babe Now I know what I have found So we're close enough I wanna lock in your love Close enough